La 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 John says world La 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 John says podcast sucks can you barely hear it oh, I can hear it too much <laughs> you hear it too much you want yeah. you want lower a little bit uh, oh, look at that metronome. We're sucking it up today. Yeah, you got the, the uh, metronome going. And... I bought Sean some really shitty headphones. Okay, Mike, can you hear that, Sean? Is that better or worse? Yeah, that's not too bad. No, is uh, did you did it change? Uh, no, it didn't change. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> if it did, it changed barely. But Sean, you were so the music stops. It was not as okay. <laughs> You were so dumb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you do notes? No, and of course not. Sean got a job, and then he became real lazy. Yeah, I'm not going to do notes for you were, this. You were in, I've been doing this for, for... We've been doing this for a while. You were... I, I, I should... Uh, He's sharding I've been right out, out of being the note person. Sean, you you were such a talented producer mm-hmm. of sorts, and then you got a job. Yeah. And I'm just very disappointed in your work quality lately. Yeah. So, but we, I, I, as a gift to Sean, bought him some uh, very cheap microphones. Yes. It was, do it was, they work? They, they or work. headphones, headphones. I, I can hear you. Yeah. Did you, you ever you ever used a headphone as a microphone? In my in my ear, huh? You can use a headphone as a microphone. You just like talk into it. Yeah. yeah there we go. Oh, I guess everybody knows that. <laughs> Yell loud enough. <laughs> oh man, so uh, so it's uh, what a weird. You know, I think like welc- I I'd like everybody to uh, be welcomed to our new podcast incorporated in the uh, new Republic of Florida. The Free Republic of Florida. I have Sean and Dex with me. Uh, Greetings. Our our other compadre has uh, dipped out for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, yeah, wife wifey issues. Oh, yeah. No, that's not really true. Mm. A little true. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah, uh, but you know, there's a lot that's happened. Uh, when, when was the last time we recorded? It's been months. It was definitely before the election. Yeah, we try to do it infrequently because then a, a lot happens. Yeah, and which just we, makes it a lot easier to have conversations. And we have plenty to talk about after the yeah, notes. Exactly. So it works yeah. out. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And a grandiose through line or two can be, you know. Well, the, also, you can Yeah, that's true. So uh, let's talk a little bit about local stuff. You're just talking about the uh, the Bitcoin Center in Miami, which mm-hmm. we were, I don't remember how long ago it was, well, but we were talking we about be, it. We should, we should be specific and say it's the Blockchain Center. The Blockchain Miami. Center, which, which when it launched, <laughs> we thought it sounded hilarious. And uh, we said it wouldn't last that long. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, uh, prediction has come true. Yeah. Was it a blockchain incubator space in Miami? Basically. Yeah. A co- well, the, incubate, incubator. The, the blockchain let me, incubator let me guess, space. It's a block away from Terramark. No. Well, it might be. I don't know where Terramark uh, is. It's, it probably it's, is. It's, yeah. it's close. Yeah, downtown area. Yeah. So, but but yeah. it has moved. <laughs> the blockchain incubator has moved into a tech incubator. Well, <laughs> there's a business model in Miami that basically is a bunch of guys who. The whole shtick is there's an incubated du jour mm. for whatever, and the, the the thing is always, oh, it's next to Terramark. You have massive bandwidth. We're going to take 4% of your company per week, and it's going to be great. And mm. it never works. It never works because no one ever succeeds coming out of those things. Yeah, but doubly so in Miami. Yeah, no, that's absolutely <laughs> There's no tech talent down here. Like, that might change soon. 
But there has been zero tech talent in Florida for a long time. Well, there's not... We don't have any good schools here. That's I feel like that's the issue. There's a there's a lack of university, uh, a lack of funding, a lack of like tech investors, startups. I mean, there's, there's also the, a, the, the there's, West Coast. The West Coast of New York infrastructure really worked well because you had so much money there investing in that type of thing. In addition to like different schools, history. Um, so Florida that's has been a, that's been the history of South Florida. You know, we yeah. we're, we're the home of scammers. All, you know, all, every, all scammers come no, to I, I, every single inch of tech talent in Florida has gone into scam tech, <laughs> porn, <laughs> porn tech, and scam tech. Well, well the, 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 the porn, however, is is real. That's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, one well, tech we business that. we have. We're, as men, we're all aware that porn is not a scam. Uh, no, I'm talking more about where it's routed from. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but every inch. Every I'm saying, inch of like, tech when you talk about the, the real tech business that Broward and Dade <laughs> County can claim, like, we run like 40% of the porn on the it's internet true. is coming through. Well, it's, it's funny to me because, like, you think about it, like, you know, uh, you hear people in California talking about their business and they're saying, you know, to brag about their business, they say, you know, we are, we're just a really big company. We're growing and we're, we're competing for, uh, for talent from Google and Yahoo and Microsoft. And that's the caliber of program we're, we're like, we're trying to but beat like, Browser. Out <laughs> for like a good database guy. In Florida, uh, you know, we're re- we're growing. We're we're excited about our uh, new tech platform. We're competing with uh, some of the highest quality programmers from places like Pornhub, uh, Brazzers, YouPorn, all owned by the same company, but very different technologies, as you all know. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, toilet show. We also Don't let we your also kids have fake this. we have fake angel funds and fake VCs too. That's the other thing we have. Oh, going the, for those us, are my favorite, know? and they all do incubators too. Of course, and they give you they give you real money, but with fake no, they terms. don't. That's the thing is they they do meetings for three years and then give you ten grand, and by that time, like your company's dead, and they they sit around and act important. Like there's a bunch that of them I, awesome I, I won't name, but. California and Texas and other places that have actual VCs who then I've pitched this. put their money towards starting angel funding. Like in Florida, there's just guys who want to pretend to be VCs who then put literally 10 grand each in mm-hmm. and then spend two years giving away the 100 grand to like 26 companies I, I will tell you, and I have, buy some chairs. I have met a lot of these people and they're all like 32. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And most of them are lawyers. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're clearly fine, but they're not rich. And mm-hmm. they, they really want to be VCs. And they're hilarious. Like, but, but my point is that the term sheets aren't that interesting. They're not like VC term sheets in California where they're like, okay, uh, after year one, if you haven't tripled in size, we're going to rape you in the butt. That's like a California term sheet. Down here, it's like, here's $10,000. Go play. Yeah, it can be that. Yeah. If you're lucky. It, it, well... <laughs> Or here's ten thousand dollars. The problem is, you know, look, it's the time value though. Is if it takes you eight to twelve months to get ten grand out of these people, like that doesn't help your business. I always (laughs) had this idea for a business. I don't care if they even give it to you; it doesn't matter. I had an idea for a business where you you really have to get funding the first time you go in. But here's the idea: the idea is that you run a business, which the entire business is coming up with new pitches for businesses to to pitch to VCs. So the first VC puts money in, and then every other VC after that is just contributing to the revenues. Is that called revenues Y Combinator? Uh, no. Y Combinator <laughs> gives money. My point is that that is kind of like Y Combinator, but they do it through equity. I'm saying, why not just give – you'd be like, go to a VC, be like, look, here's 50-50. I'm going to go to all of your competitors. I'm going to pitch like 200 businesses. Some of them will get funded. Some of them won't. All of them will close immediately, and we'll just put the monies that the so VCs give us. So it's Amway for VCs. Yeah. yeah. The VCs into net revenues. And then and then we just close all those – like, sorry, that's – 
you know, considering was, that most VCs are too <laughs> dumb to recognize a pyramid scheme, it would probably work. Yeah. And I just feel like I, I don't even know if it's a pyramid as scheme. As long as they got drag along rights. Well, no, the, the, the point is that the businesses, the businesses competitive advantage is in fact in pitching businesses. Yeah. But you don't have to do anything with it, but you just, the goal is to get money from VC, checks from VCs. You want to make that a Florida business, just tweak it and make the competitive advantage just making up bullshit. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys think, uh, there's been a lot, Miami's been in the news a lot lately, and there's people that seem to be moving here. Yeah, uh, like Goldman Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that is that confirmed or is that uh, is that has been more speculation? It's like one division. It's it, not the whole. Right. Thank God, I hate them. <laughs> I don't mind Goldman Sachs. I just don't want Goldman Bros like taking over South Florida. I like the weird. Like we're weird in the way that Austin isn't. Austin's weird in a very self-aware kind of way. Florida's weird in the homeless person kind of way. Like, you can get accosted. You can buy Coke, like, every 10 feet. There's Asian prostitutes everywhere. Like, this is where I want to live, you know? Mm. And flourish. And flourish. Whereas, like, Austin... We have have true diversity here. Yeah. Austin's like, we're weird for the sake of it. You're like, okay, well... We're weird in all the same way. We're all all weird (laughs) in the same way. Look at this. This is a brewery. Yay! And we're like, okay, well, what My what we... IPA is weirder than yours. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's but... more cat pee like. <laughs> They're kind of cat pee ish. I never thought about that. They do smell like cat pee. That's what an IPA is. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many cats are involved? If IPAs have been ruined for you, huh? Do you think, is that how they like make it? Do they put a cat up there it's and probably, just probably, like, we just probably want to squeeze. Stop this. <laughs> Is there a bell I can ring to emergency change or something? <laughs> bring that from home, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's. One second. I'm turning my phone off because it's making all this noise. Not that I usually care. Mm. But I thought I'd already turned it off. Talking about the local stuff, especially like with these co-working spaces. I remember you said something a few months ago about you were kind of bearish on uh, remote work. Oh yeah, remote work is bullshit. That's not going to work. <laughs> uh, everyone's staying home because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that every like okay. So there has never been a time in humanity's history where remote work has been as possible it is as it is now. But there's this belief that every single person is able to flourish in a remote environment, and it's just a small subset of people that can do it. Why do you think companies hire managers? Right. I mean, think about. Who's probably really moving down from Goldman Sachs? It's supposedly like the wealth management division, but what it really is is partners who want to have 186 days or whatever in Florida, so that they don't have to pay so, taxes, so they cannot pay New York state income tax. Whether whether the Democrats bring back the salt exemption or not, state income tax is a lot of money, and the exemption doesn't give you all of it back. It just you deduct that portion of your income, mm. but. Uh, like Oracle moved to Texas, um, Tesla moved to Texas. Now I don't know if they're, you know, they had a factory there, so they're just doing a change of, you know, corporate. And it's not like they actually were producing cars, so they yeah. just kind of like moved operations, right? <laughs> and then of course the Trumps are all moving here, which will be fantastic, you know. Um, well, he can be our president here in Florida. <sighs> yeah. So that'll be fine. Well, we well we got the the governor is on his back. The governor, the governor, the governor and him are, are tight. So we got the governor. Like, we got like you know. No, not that governor. <laughs> uh, no, we got that. We got we got the the more well. The you know, but I like and again. For, this is the thing about Florida. The thing I like about Florida is that we had uh, we 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 had we we brought in the rational choice for governor, but we had the option at anal butt sex meth head. 
Yeah, well, I think, yeah, amyl nitrate. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that, like, we could have... It and, was close, and, too. And the beauty is, like, in Florida, anal butt sex meth head can run again. Oh, absolutely. So that's great. Like, I, I'm just really liking the idea that we get, like, the choice. Like, do you want this guy who's kind of like... You know, the, the rest of the nation kind of shat on... He didn't, you know, he, he has some flaws, blah, blah, blah. But, or do you want anal sex meth head, you know? Well, guy. and we, we have a, you know, a, a whole slate, you know, like we have a, a democratic <laughs> agriculture shirt that says I voted for anal sex meth head addict. Yeah. Anal sex meth head. At the end of the initiative, we're talking about Andrew Gillum. <laughs> Why'd you ruin it? <laughs> well, that, that is I his wanted real people name. to think that his real name was Anal Sex Method. <laughs> Mr. Anal Sex, please. People have been Googling that, like, trying to find it. Look up. Well, that, that, that didn't, that didn't take yeah. long. I, mean, Did you I ruined nothing. No, Do it. Google Anal Sex Method. Let's see if Gillum's face shows right up. Hold on. Let me, let me, well, let me, let me actually his eyes are Google. closed, so, That's you know, okay. and he's face <laughs> down in his own vomit. So what you're really going to see is his ass, but well, Sean's definitely that, a though. top five yeah. result. <laughs> is it, is it him? Anal sex meth head governor comes up no charges against Andrew Gillum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it knew. So, yeah. it knew. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think we're done here. <laughs> Can't top that. I mean, the, the thing that we just learned is that Google is a wondrous instrument. Yeah. Is that Google or DuckDuckGo? I went to Google. Will I you figured... check out DuckDuckGo? Let's see what DuckDuckGo's the, results are. Do you have your, is, maybe it's all just your phone is on and they're cheating. They're listening in on the conversation. Oh, no, no, that's a lot of porn. (laughs) (laughs) Duck, duck, go. True to the search engine roots. Oh, wow. So anal sex meth head governor. Yeah. What if you just do anal sex meth head in Google? Well, if I just do anal sex meth head, it's probably going to be porn. Is there porn about governors? On DuckDuckGo? Like, how do you, I am the governor. I'm into anal sex and meth. Probably. I mean... <laughs> I just like no, to see what the, kind of porn that's, that is. That's, that's porn. I mean, if you just drive before a lot of... You have you to add the governor term that. somewhere. I see. Okay. Anal sex meth head governor. And then it comes up news articles when you go. Okay. So we're going to combine two <laughs> things we've already talked about is... Anal sex. The, the comparative advantage of Fort Lauderdale in the porn production yeah. and the idea that you can pitch ready-to-go business plans. You just get in your car, you drive a little further south, and you can pitch this to a certain porn magnate and you know make your it's like a, you make your commission it's like a double penetration business if you will there you go so that's really good mm. uh this has gone very I'm, low bro yeah i'm glad we really that's <laughs> well, not our fault I, I think the, there the, is, it was, it was um, uh, andrew yeah, gillum's fault something to talk about though with the influx of newcomers who are going to tell are so many people like people. you know the the Floridians represented here of like how we should run things. Dude, I fucking hate. Mm. I I I have an aversion to new people in anything. Just hate them. It's the fucking like uh, I just got here. I'm gonna I'm here to fix Bitcoin thing. Yeah. Just heard heard about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, I'm going to fix, fix it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's that thing. That's like, why Rogan had to move to Austin because any place else he would move in Texas, they would just beat him. Yeah. You know, MMA. Well, you're five two, so that's great. I'd, I'd like to see Dex uh, fight Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I when I was I bet a, you, I'd like to see you fight Rogan. When I was a kid, I I, I did wrestling. And I was pretty good at it, and uh, I remember this one time. One of the, I, I was put up against like this guy who was on my team, who was I don't know five foot nothing. And Has anyone ever seen Rogan fight? I mean, is he just talks well, about he, fighting? Usually, right? when he fights, you just 
you you don't you see for about three seconds. And right, because he's too small. Out. You can't see him. Yeah, he, uh, he. I remember a video where he threw a uh, haymaker. He threw a kick that seemed pretty. You know, you don't throw but, a kick, Sean. You throw with your hands. But uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm in, There's no fights of uh, him online. Yeah. Like with him online. I, I mean, I don't know that he fights, but he definitely trains. So he, well, like, he does yeah. jujitsu, but I think he does. You know, it's like uh, his. Are his ears all fucked up? Uh, I think well, his I, head's all fucked up because of the HGH and, and shit. news. Yeah. Uh, radio. No, but like you know, <laughs> the cauliflower <laughs> ears. Was that from wrestling? The the like ear thingies that you put on well, your Well, like people who are really in MMA, they that's how you know they're really into it. You're like, oh, geez, that's not going to come out in the wash. I feel like Kevin would have something to say about this, but. Well, that's because he's of the dead. constant impact. So if he's not actually right, like that—that's that's why they get the cauliflower ear. Like it's a—it's it's a boxer. Oh, it's from it's, yeah, it's from strikes and stuff. So if he's not fighting normally, but it just it just does jujitsu, he's not going to have that that ear issue. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he can fight, but I you know, compared to like other like more you know. Uh, I just I think know. if he didn't live in Austin, there'd be like some six foot five Texan with the densest teeth you've ever seen, like Gary Busey horse teeth. And you just see horse teeth. Um, yeah, it's you know the fluoride and then soil out there. I guess uh, that's fucking great. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not so certain that the West Coast and New York are gonna completely. Like, well, dude, like we're saying it's like a giant. Listen, people have been shift, moving here a long really... time and they've never been able to fix it. So I defy them to try more. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. I just think that like for like I think Florida should make a rule for every rich guy that moves down from New York, we we have to take in one homeless person. And make them live in the house with him. Yeah. yeah whatever. I, like, whatever. Just like it has to be a homeless person. We need more mentals. We need, like, we need more, like, you know, epidemics of uh, yeah, the, bath salts and shit. There's going to be more, there's going to be more poop in the, in the, on, on no, the no, no, sidewalk. No, no, Florida doesn't have poop problems. That's Los Angeles. In Florida, we've, we've fixed that. Yeah, we just dump in the ocean. Yeah. We, yeah. Like, it's good. <laughs> can tell, the bums go live on the beach. It's That's easy. True, yeah. 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 Yeah, the bum. Yeah, the bum culture down here. And if, and like, just make it like if bums look like you're welcome here, we love you. But if you poop, you're leaving. We're sending you back to New York. We're putting you in Los it. Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hold it. <laughs> so exploding bums will be a. Uh, They're gone. They get. They all get on the same Greyhound bus. <laughs> <laughs> we send them to Mar-a-Lago. That's right. They go to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> There's going to be some funny, like, Palm Beach Island drama coming with, with them trying to kick him out of Mar-a-Lago. Oh, you can't live here. It's against the zoning. And well, the, do you know what they're going to do? Is he's, he's going to do something funny, like, buy Jeffrey Epstein's house and be like, I've never heard of Jeffrey Epstein. Who's he? It's a beautiful house, though. The greatest house. You've never seen a house like this. I can't do a Trump. You do pretty... It's... You know, you've got the ethos. It's just more the hand signals. I think you're just noticing that. But everyone's like, who's... Like, that sounded like Josh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so speaking of Trump, uh, do you want to talk about the election? And we can Did talk he, about that. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. Like, I guess just your general thoughts. What happened with that, by the way? Can you give me a rundown? So, so well, well, the night of the election, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump is the president of the United States, and in a few days will be inaugurated as such. Okay. So well, good. That's, I've been that's in... about where we are. Well, I was paying attention to the election betting odds. Uh, oh, those were hilarious. When they went to ni- like 90% Trump? Yeah, I went to bed that night, and it was all in Trump's direction. I really thought you know, day, he had it, and then, and then a bunch of shit happened, and then he didn't have it. And it was curious. Just, it was curious. And then, uh, and then there were allegations of, of voter fraud all over the nation. 
some of which are probably tr- false. They're all false. The, the media said they're all false. Uh, and mm. oh, that this is, you know, I got to say this about the election. So everyone knows what happened, right? Um, what really bothers me about it is this sort of repeated declaration of tropes by the media. And one of which is this is the most secure election ever in the history of the United States. Right. And I just think that that's such a stupid thing to assert. Like either it was either there was fraud or there wasn't. You know, you can verify or not verify that. But to assert that this is like ipso facto, you know, absolutely, we all know the most secure election in the history of elections. Well, it's How very, the it's fuck very do you Trump, know that? It's a very Trumpian tactic. Actually, it's, it's literal. It's literal hyperbole. Yeah. It's like you're it's negotiating. It's the greatest election. The best election. How much is this car? A million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is like a Ford Focus. Yes, but it's the best one. It's the greatest Ford Focus And ever. you got to work back from there. You yeah. know, they just, they define the ridiculous extreme and then it's on you. Anywhere to the left of that, you're just. Well, it's, it's I mean, it's a power move. Like, like it, it's, it's, it's setting the narrative in the direction what, that they want. What bothers me is that the, the move, the, the tropiness of it shows, to, shows me that the discussion of whether there was fraud or not is political and not scientific. If that makes sense, yeah. I mean, it's when when you when you put no effort into proving what you're saying, and you have someone, you know, emailing I, did in. You, right. from, did you expect that there'd be like a scientific analysis of this from the media? It's, it's not about the because media. I, it's not like why why do I have to hear people who are generally pretty smart repeat shit like it was the most secure election ever? Like friends, mm. like really? How do you know that the media said so? Okay, the media told you Trump was a Russian asset for five years. Like, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. I, like, here's the thing: people keep mistaking me for a Trump fan, mainly because I'm trying to tell them, like, you guys, like, you're being gaslit. You believe bullshit. I don't give a fuck about Trump. I don't care if Biden's president or Trump's president, but like, I do care that people like have a concept of truth, and it's gone. Like, I have to hear this. I, like, I don't argue against individuals anymore. I argue against CNN and MSNBC and just their and bullshit tropes and Fox. Like it's about a secure election. Trump definitely won. Trump is in charge. Uh, you know, respect the plan. Shit like that. I'm just like, come on, guy. Everyone, fucking shut up. Do you think this the amount of of people sort of reflexively uh, believing the media is going to dissipate now that Trump's gone because Trump has been so polarizing that people have sort of like stopped analyzing what they're repeating? I, I think people are are willing to just be emotionally gaslit by anything related to Trump because they've been habituated for four years I, to I, being children about this. Whole I think thing. that I think that America is filled with addicts at this point. Every, like anxiety addicts. Gaslight, and I don't mental illness. Yeah, and I don't. They want to be gaslit. Like they don't want. To, like this is the thing. Drugs are an escape from reality, and so is the anxiety inducement of like everything that's like it's really, it's really kind of a wonderful world to believe Trump is a Nazi because you can defeat Trump. Well, and Nazis are bad, and it's not a complex you know thing to be against. Yeah, but you can defeat him. Like he's the like oh he's a Nazi. That's like saying like he's the. He's the Ganon. He's the end guy in this video game. And we've defeated the Nazi, right? Mm-hmm. So now now what do you do? You put in you have to put in another game cartridge. You finish the game. Right. But you're you're still addicted to playing. Right. Like well, you're looking so, for the next fix. So so this is so this has been Molbug's thesis for months, and he said that the best thing that could happen is Biden winning because it completely it sucks the energy out of the room that all of these people have built up 
and the media exacerbates against Trump because you've taken away that game. I don't think so. Well, I think it. I, I think they're. I think they're going to so they're well, going to put well, a new cartridge in. The thesis is: does it move on to something else? And if Trump still is. He's probably going to start his own network or some, something well, like that. The question is whether it's going to be Trump. A lot of the narrative since since the uh, since what happened the other week it seems to suggest that we're going to start having discussions of of uh, pro Trump well, domestic so, so terrorists. The, the question is: know, is so. do we get to play the Joe Biden video game now, or do we get to play Trump Two? Right, Attack of Trump. But yeah, the sh- 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 Trump, Nazi Trump Nazi returns. A, a Nazi shadow presidency. Yeah, Nazi, Nazi yeah. returns. You know, like Trump Two shadow. Shadow presidency, Nazi right. returns. You know, like, are we playing that video game? Because if we're playing that video game, then dissipation is not on the table. Mm. If we play the Joe Biden game, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's on the table there either. I think just like the American people might be the Nazis. I don't think Joe Biden's going to be president for more than ninety days. Well, then we're going to so, play the Kamala Harris yeah. video game. Well, <laughs> just yeah. I mean, pragmatically, that's what I. They, he, he, I mean, he's not going to have much to actually do. Like, I just so want to get I back to... He's going to... Like, they can probably keep his him physically around for a while, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't think I mean, so, I don't man. Uh, maybe longer s- than we think. That's Maybe, why, maybe you know. like, can you, it's a, can you survive the... I don't know. Kamala's well, going to push another stairs. <laughs> Obama didn't give any press conferences for, like, a year, and we all had to pretend that was normal, you know? And mm-hmm. then I think Trump did the same thing, and then he did a bunch, and everyone's like, never mind, we don't need them. But like I think th- there's there's precedent for him not like talking in the press for months at a time, and then they're I think they'll stage manage him. I mean, Obama's administration was extremely stage managed, yeah. and I think we're just going to be in this world of Zoom calls for everything. I think they're going to release tape of him, and what they're going to do is they're going to have thirty takes, and they'll they'll edit it and put the and then they'll just be these presidential statements released and the media will slavishly just be like well this is the president talking about hamsters and that'll be it mm-hmm. but you know he's got vascular dementia and it's going to th- there's going to be a pretty rapid you know they they can't fake it that long mm-hmm. and um plus there's an incentive to have Harris as president because it would be the first female. They really want that. And they, they, the, I, they I, I think the Dems believe that there's a literal prize committee out there. It's like, uh, first female. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, we're going to give you the award. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The, the problem the is that she's going to... It's, 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 it's the religiosity of the, I, of the progressive. I, don't, like, I think that people fail to understand. Like, my, my position pre-Trump is that I didn't give a fuck about politics. Mm-hmm. And my pres- position during Trump was I don't give a fuck about politics. Why do you have to... Why, why does everything have to be reduced to Trump is Hitler? Why can't we talk about anything else? And why are you so fucking obsessed with this man? Mm-hmm. And my position post-Trump is, thank God, maybe some people can stop talking about politics and I can get back to caring about onion futures. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I'm on a mission, dude. I'm, gonna, I'm telling you right now, I, I've thought about this. No one in the United States cares about onion futures. Okay, mm-hmm. Onion futures have been banned. They're banned. You cannot trade onion futures. And no one cares because like traders trade and whatever. But I, I am convinced if I went to bat for onion farmers and started asking for onion futures reinstatement, like a, like redemption of the onion, right? I think I could probably get like one senator to be like, yeah, you're right. That actually is... Like bad that we don't have onion futures. Like that's kind of bad for agricultural production. This podcast is not financial advice, nor an ICO for onion coin. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that I could probably get one senator to do it. And they put they put a statue of me at the uh, CME <laughs> <laughs> for all the money I generate. With a big onion hat, a giant oh, onion hat. That's what I should start wearing. 
There you go. Because I think it's actually you'll quasi- like, you'll like mm. the living version of Tor. Right. <laughs> Tor, Thunder God. <laughs> Tor uses onion coin, don't you? Uh, but I, I do think I do think it's one of those things that like no one's thinking about, and like I could actually yeah. do, and it would be hilarious. Yeah. Because it'd be like generations, like well, uh, it'd be in the encyclopedia. You got to do what you know. Well, it'd be, it'd be the I ence- mean, in the end of it, it's true. You know, like, but it'd be in the time ence- is short. Assembly, like, like onion futures. Like at a time they were they were banned and blah blah. blah. Then some idiot podcaster decided to take this up as his cause and reinstate it. Got re- it got onion futures reinstated with Rand Paul. The real it'd be more interesting to try to to, to launch an, a futures market in onions and see how long it took for them to arrest you. Oh, that's a good idea too. Because. Although it's illegal and statutorily so, would they um, give a fuck? Would they? Would I mean, like they don't know shit, right? Like they have to get a complaint, and who even knows this? Listeners, please don't turn us in. <laughs> um, like you know, I think you could probably you run an, un- about them. They, an onions <laughs> futures market for a good eight months before someone's like, you know, technically, you know, you can't do this. Wouldn't that be really funny? Would well, be funny. Yeah, but it'd be funny to see. See how far you could take it, and see if anybody would react and actually try to, you know, prosecute you for that. It would be uh, really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wonder. Maybe this is what we could, you know, if we set it up, and it could be the thing that pushes, you know, Ethereum over the edge. I wanted. It's hard to shard an onion. You can shard onion. <laughs> I've done it many times. <laughs> if you push hard, never trust a shard. Um, Duh. I, what's that? Nothing. Yeah, never trust a shard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wanted to have Siebert come on tonight and talk to us about like the progression of these ICOs that are getting, uh, you know, nailed by the SEC or somewhat nailed. Somewhat nailed. No, well, they're getting nailed. So I talked to him about it today. He's he's a smarty pants because it seems um, like some of them are getting you know slaps on the wrist. Well, and well fines, I, that's why I wanted him to come on and talk about it. But then okay. I realized he talks too much. Yeah. So then I'll just talk to him about it, okay. like like what he told me. What? Okay, because otherwise he'll talk too much. Yeah, so you're just gonna tell, you're, you're gonna tell us right now. What I'm gonna relay. Doing. So he says yeah. that the, the 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 government's chess move is to come in and get the SEC to like make agreements with you mm-hmm. about the shit that you do. Like, okay, like you know, you you fucked up, you did this, you did this bad thing, uh, you owe us some money, right? And the SEC can't impose uh, punitive damages, but they can you know negotiate with you to not go after you, right? <clears throat> what happens is. You basically go to the the SEC comes to you and you you essentially admit to the wrongdoing, mm-hmm. and then the DOJ right. follows up yeah. after you've made the agreement. It's like, oh, we noticed that you admitted to some federal crimes. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and then because it's a different agency, yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you've you've admitted to this other agency, and the they federal don't, crimes. and because they're not prosecuting you, they can't give you immunity, and they can do punitive damages. Because mm. you really shouldn't be living off the grift, right? Right. So some of these recent announcements from the SEC might uh, have further announcements by the DOJ. Correct. Interesting. That that may be is what's that, coming. I didn't see the specifics, but is that what happened with Ripple? Uh, because they just had something. Maybe. I, that, that could be because the, the SEC. I thought it was an SEC thing. I think they, they did a thing with the SEC, and then I think like recently, are there charges being announced? or uh, Something. It was enough to get like Coinbase and others saying we're going to kick Ripple off of uh, kick or whatever. Oh, it's really strange the fact that Ripple considering... is uh, a security. Who could have possibly known yeah. or predicted that? Yeah. Yeah. that Only lunatics so could possibly speculate fucking, on such things. Fucking yeah. crazy, man. I just I wish that someone had just warned everybody. Yeah. Just wish. <laughs> uh, 
Like, I don't know. Too bad that person years ago. doesn't <laughs> exist. Too bad, yeah, too bad that too bad person five years ago, gone. somebody didn't go around and... And, and just, like, <laughs> announce it to everybody that Ripple's definitely a security <laughs> yeah. and is not going to, you know, stand the test of time. Under yeah. pain of just, prosecution and... Just fuck me. Slander and threat of suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. If only that if person only that had, happened. had courageously <laughs> stood up and prevented all of these Ripple idiots from purchasing <laughs> Ripple. Or tried to, you know, if, if yeah. only. So aside from the uh, security stuff, did did Jason say anything Bitcoin specific? Like anything coming up? He said to watch the show alone. Alone, yeah. Which is a show about dropping people off in the wilderness and seeing how long they can survive. Uh, those were the two conversations I had with him. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah, that was that was. That was that, I don't know what he had anything Bitcoin. Stable actor. Those are the two things I got out of that conversation. As a, as a Bitcoin. <laughs> That, yeah, that, that's the show to prep for for future as a Bitcoiner. Yeah, no, like with. watch watch alone <laughs> and uh, and haha, yeah. watch the DOJ's actions against these people that are getting SEC settlements. Mm. And apparently, don't you know, uh, don't 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 think that the comeuppance hasn't come up yet mm. for these people that have I don't know walked away with like hundred twenty million dollars. Mm. Do you think uh, do you think someone's gonna have on Ethereum specifically? Not not just these like ICOs and dude, uh, I, I I think that Ethereum is in the clear. Did I, did, which is the crazy like. Well, that's because th- I think Ethereum is in the clear because everybody because Vitalik did it when he was three and a half years old. Mm-hmm. So like they 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 were on the line between going. That wasn't down. libel, by the way. That was a joke. Yeah. Well, it would have been slander. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it wasn't libel because it wasn't so written. Where, have, do they even have the jurisdictional, like, like for instance, when when if you're going to go after Vitalik, How let's say, like a smart discussion. Where, where, where the hell do you send the uh, the paperwork? <laughs> like, where where does any coin start? Like, you go to where the servers of the lead project is. Is that where the jurisdiction? Or if they well, I think that if you're if in they America, file papers, you know, then well, they file if, papers. I think if you're in America, America, and, and you sold to it, like a lot of this early on was like, did if, you? Yeah, market, if you took funds in USD from American bank accounts, chances are you have. Did, did you market? Cause. To, well, did you market to American consumers? Was a big one. Sure. And if you didn't market to American consumers, then whatever. Did, or did you take at least cursory like attempt to to exclude Americans, and then they did it anyway with a VPN, but you don't get care. Like if you didn't even set up one of those kind of front ends, then it's just I think works against you. Um, I, I agree, and and I think that's the thing. I think, but the, like early on, that was a question: Did you market to Americans? And I mean, I, the Ethereum project is no dumber than it's always been. Mm. Like this is this is the thing. I, I talk to people about it. Like, okay, you can make money on Ethereum. I've never said you couldn't make money on it. I've always said Ethereum's a scam because it's a stupid project that doesn't need to exist. And it's just a money grab. That's that, that that's irrespective of your chances of making money on it in mm-hmm. this industry. We all know that. Right. We know that because we've seen it. Right. Like we know that scams go up all the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, occasionally have Carl icons who just push, push them up no matter what. Yeah. Um, but you know, Ethereum is Ethereum is you know just a giant scam. There's literally nothing that is interesting about it, and I can't. It's been years. I've, I've asked people what is interesting about it. Now, now they're saying like, well, most of the stable coins are run on Ethereum. I'm like, oh, okay, 
fine. But th- I think that's actually proof that you don't need Ethereum because they moved from Bitcoin to Ethereum yeah. with relative ease. S- speculating yeah. in stable it, it coins is not an exciting prospect. Right. Well, that's not actually necessarily true. Well, stable coins might be kind of interesting, but I think what's interesting is that they don't really – like whatever blockchain they're on, it's a, it's a very simple process of moving from chain to chain. So eventually they're going to go to the chain that is I think I think stable coins are the like, perfect realm of like long-term capital management types. Because they fluctuate yeah. in pennies. Ominous. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Continue. right? But they, fluct- they fluctuate in pennies. Right. So you, if you had a large, if you could actually sell them off without that, like, 2% VIG that these uh, exchanges require you to, like, if you could actually acquire them at cost, um, you could actually trade on the volatility, I think. Yeah, but within a, you're talking about a 2 to 4% spread. Yeah. 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 But they could do that a thousand times a day. I think that's a different in like investment I, I, environment than I think that's how Blythe Mather's uh, husband made his money here is I think he was doing uh stablecoin volatility. Don't quote me on that. That might be a slander. Mm. But uh I think that's what he did. <laughs> I believe Blythe don't kill me. So so the stable act um that's been introduced in Congress or or will be introduced, I don't know if it has been yet, but the text is kind of making the rounds. Um Supposedly, it's primarily focused on stable coins, given the name, but um, because they can become a systemic risk is what the yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a. I think it's reasonable to say if there's a an entity that's unregulated that can create infinite supplies of your currency, that your regulatory body might want to look at them. I get well, it's, that it's obviously a systemic risk. I mean, like you don't have to look any further than LIBOR. Like LIBOR was based on the euro dollars, right? And that. Turned out to be a systemic risk that nobody gave a fuck about for many, many years. In fact, a lot of the Bitcoiners here are well, like now former LIBOR traders. Being John Matonis. Oh, yeah. LIBOR is going away for U.S. valuations yeah, this year, I thank think. thank God. Right? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm having trouble remembering. How did LIBOR work again? What was the I don't situation? Know. It was no. complicated. But what shit. was the... It's the London Interbank overnight rate, and it would... It was, it was colludedly set up. Like, the, the number was... Decided through collusion, essentially, so they could make more money. Okay, and that's that's about all I know about it. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you know what's going on there? Like, is there more? I, to I it know than that? that there was um, not not really enough to talk for uh, you know for anyone who listen I, to me. I would love I would love for someone. I, I should see if we can get John Matonis on to talk about euro dollar trading because like it, mm-hmm. it's super interesting, uh, and I do think that stable coins are the new euro dollar. Mm. Uh, I think that they're going to replace whatever the euro dollar was with global, the way the world's kind of working right now, the way the world's going, the dollar. That's uh, a thing, yeah. Uh, it's still around. Yeah, it's still around. For now. I, I noticed it's still, it's, it's still <laughs> some use. Uh, you can buy gold with it. Yeah. We got a few more this year than we did last Glo- year. Global Global domination up, down. Bullish, bearish, global domination of the dollar. Well, well, like as uh, as as its dominant position as like the world currency. It's gonna just keep dominating. I don't think that like what. Here's my question to everybody that says it's not. What will replace it? Uh, The only thing that can ever replace is a basket of other things. Yeah. Not a a single other thing. Like that's the and that's an argument I personally don't bother having because if somebody believes like the rubles can replace the dollar, right? Yeah. yeah, Like like, well, we'll let Putin. You know, here's here's the thing. If the rest of the world goes on to the ruble as like the then I'll uh, stand the, the, corrected. Well, no, no, not that. Not, <laughs> it's not even that. It's if the rest of the world goes on to the ruble 
as the, as the currency of choice. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if Ugandans in Uganda start going, like, I just really, I want rubles instead of these Ugandan bucks. Uh, what are they, like, uh, knuckles dollars or whatever? If they ask for rubles <laughs> instead of USD, like, I'll... I'll eat my, rubles are the way. I'll eat, <laughs> I'll eat my underwear, man. Yeah. Like, dirty fucking underwear. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Which, it, which has to be terrible, because your shirt right now has, is it's dirty stained, as fuck, man. And it no, has it, all this crap on it. What is this? Oh, oh that's see, the amount of dollars yeah, printed this year? Yeah, that's a five-year chart no, of no U.S. dollar ah. supply. Yeah. Doesn't that matter. doesn't look bad. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so if you look at the M1 money stock on the St. Louis money, Fed website, you'll see that um, we had $4 trillion in circulation <laughs> a year ago, and now we have $6.8 trillion. I don't see anything wrong with that, though. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think, I think Russia's going to do well this next century. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, like, uh, I, I think that that's a if the Democrats don't start a war with them. That's a white supremacist position. Mm. Uh, and here's the thing. I think people like you who believe that believe mm. in ethnic monocultures, mm. such as Russia. Like, why don't I mean, you might as well say China's going to well, do I, well I, the next I, hundred years. I might, get, I might be getting paid by Russia to, to say that. You, you know? might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in Ethereum? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, Russia, Russia's got a place. I, I, the, the problem with Russia is that it's a pretty big place. Yeah, it's, it, it is a big place. They have Siberia still, too. Uh, which they haven't figured out. I feel like. Siberia. I feel like is nothing but like a prison. It's like go there. We want you to go there. Well, they, go they've there. got like a third as many people as us, and like six times of the land or something. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's, it, well, it's worth noting Russia. Russia is not like I think you might be right, but it's more because of the homogeneity of the population that they'll do well for the next hundred years, and the homogeneity of culture. Like this is the thing. Russia still has culture. They've ruined a lot of what they had, like the historical culture, but they've built kind of new culture. They have some cohesion there, as does Ukraine and a lot of those like old USSR states. In America, culture is like disappearing. We're losing it. It's gone. Like we have nothing we can agree on. You can't, you know, no one, you know, art, whatever the fuck it is, even our art, our art is dissipated into like bullshit lines. I think I think but, Jackson but Pollock think... is a great example of where art's gone. It's literally static on a piece of paper. That is the representation of American culture now. Do you think that culture is a, a main element in so-called doing well in the future, like economic success? Because I would argue that, like, if I would say why is Russia going to do well, I'd say mineral rights. They have a lot of, you know, oil and gas, and well, I you know, I don't also... believe in the green future being the only future. Well, let me I think, just, let me know, just point out plastics. the last time we had a country that had like really de- the the most, let's say, developed culture in the history of humanity. Um, they they nearly conquered the world when Hitler came to power. <laughs> Um, barely. Uh, yeah. Maybe, we just kind of like, con- con- conquering <laughs> Europe, but that, that's about it. Hail the conquering hero. Um, but well, I think Russia also just has a. It's in a great position to benefit from mineral rights. Geopo- well, in the geopolitics of China and the U.S., like we're going to be at it with them for. I, I just think that there's. And I think there's, China over this past year has has only won out of everything. Like to, to answer your actual like question, China, I, China wins, and we've been like. I think yeah. culture matters immensely in this because. I think what we've learned in the United States since Vietnam is that in order to go to war, whether it's trade war, whether it's you know anything, you need you need the the populace to be behind it in a really strong way, and you can do that in a lot of ways. You can conform the populism through like force. Mm-hmm. You can be like, okay, you guys have to be in support of this. If you're not, we're going to put you in the gulags, 
or you can or you can uh, actually have you know you can do it through nationalism. And I think that Russia and China have a combination of the two where they have people who are like, you know, national, they're very nationalist, they're very like focused on their culture and uh, and they're also forced to comply. But they they're all okay with that. Like a huge portion of them are like, well, freedom, we don't want that. Well, well, I mean, the free rider problem is far less uh, angering to people when they live in a monoculture. Yeah. So it's not like them are stealing. It's like, oh, my lazy cousin is stealing from me. And, and, and now at this and point, like, like, Meh, at this point, China, like what? When did Shanghai Shek uh, take China over? Like 1890 or like early 1900s? The 20s. The 20s? Yeah. It was early 1900s, right? So yeah, like, they've been, it's nearly 100 years now that they've been living under this sort of like current regime. And well, the other thing is that, China, like, no, 1949 for the communists. Yeah, but like, but, but like China. My point is, China. You're saying non-emperor, right? Yeah, but China views history as like, like as sort of this uh, staged like growth. They don't, you know, there's there's the old cultures, there's the new ones, and they're okay with them all. They're like, whatever, we'll try something new for a while, and then it'll change. Who cares? You know, so like they'll try this for a while. Uh, most of them are okay with it. And then their view is that they're going to be around a thousand years from now. Whereas in America, we're like, we've been around 200 years. Yay. Maybe we'll make it another 50. Yeah. I mean, we're, but we have a culture that's kind of like coming from like, it's, it's, it's uh, like our cultural origins are, are somewhat Puritan. They're also like Anglo empire, uh, you know, Type of viewing the world, this like is, like getting very white. You it's, know what I mean? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but like that 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 is our like closest uh, yeah, closest wrong. cultural relative mm. is 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 you know the American Empire basically took over the British Empire. You I might mean, be right, like, but you're also it's offensive. kind of a successor with a lot of the no. You're same absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're right. It, it's very. Uh, I, I mean, what what do they say? Show me the Beethoven of Africa, and I'll play him. I'll play him in my concert halls, or whatever the phrase is. But like. I've never heard that, but okay. Well, the, the point is that, like, the, the West has created the, the greatest art and culture, generally. And even America, like, in its early days, I think the fact that, like, those are our histories set us up really well. Mm. Uh, I mean, the Enlightenment was very much American-led, uh, which I think is awesome. I think that's probably the most important cultural movement of the last three or four hundred years. But I don't think, I don't think that we maintained... Uh, a lot of the stuff that we learned at that time. And I think what the Enlightenment did in some ways is it caused us to go the other way where you, you root out, like, God from the culture. And then, you know, 100 years from now, like, later on, like, early on, it was like, you know, we don't need God to do all this good stuff. You know, we are, you know, the ver- the, the Weberian Ubermensch of Ben Franklin. We, we do work for the sake of work because work is good. We don't need to be told that, you know, work is a sign of blessing, you know, something like that. And you get that you get a hundred or two hundred years past that, and all of a sudden it's like, well, what's the purpose of work? You're like, I mean, I can answer that, but I'm going to have well, to be a little religious about it. I think that the one of the problems is that like when you talk about you know when, you know whatever capital C culture like ballets or art or versus the the sort of common agreed definitions of reality and value. You know, it's hard to avoid. I mean, I hate to bring in like this kind of libertarian esque argument, but once you debase your currency, all the things you 
developed as a society over hundreds of years start to be revalued because you've destroyed the, the historic relation of value between all the things that people in your society do. I mean, there's a natural relationship between a craftsman or a bricklayer or whatever and how those things are accrued. And, you know, for the past hundred years, so like, let's talk about whatever, 1911, I think was Puyi was... Those are great so, so Ch- no. Chinese, the, the end of the empire in China, um, you know, the, the first world war in Europe, you know, there was a lot of, you know, the Federal Reserve Act, like everything kind of got rolling right about 1910 and 1914. Mm-hmm. And the world's never really been the same. You know, obviously, Bretton Woods would come later. And, and you know, we, we just were 100 years, 110 years into money being completely manipulated by people who no one knows. You know, maybe some people know who the Fed George are. Soros. Yeah, I mean, but like th- there's not there's not like I'm state aware banks. Of all the, I'm aware of all the conspiracies. I like them all. No, I'm not, I'm not well, saying that. I'm saying no, just I, like I know you're not. A, I'm just saying like to, to I, talk yeah, about here? culture and to ignore the fact that things that were constituent parts of the culture are now devalued and absent mm-hmm. and to ignore the role that the debasement of currency plays in that, even though it sounds really fucking libertarian. Well, and I apologize for that. Yeah. Um, that is it's still, fucking it's, libertarian. it's it, I think it needs to be brought up and it, it can be a good, honestly segue Which, into where crypto might lead us to or back. I to. guess the question is like, is that, is that something that has played a role Man, but the best culture or ever is, is it, or is that just, you know, just kind of explain some of it. Uh, are, are there more factors than just, the money as the as the thing to point to and well, say well, this I is guess, what's, what's I guess I guess here's the thing this, like you know? what like, what does the society value like this goes back to the longbow right it's like warriors used to be valued because they were freaking strong and they would vanquish the people coming to steal your stuff and the strongest guys would protect the town and they were respected because they brought the pain on your enemies right and in the beginning, it was the biggest guys right it was the guys who could wield the swords and as time goes on you were the clubs in the very mm-hmm. beginning. And and then time goes on, it, it politics accrues a lot of value in societies because you know who can organize the growing of crops and the defense of the frontier. Oh well, it gets more complicated. It's the strong guys aren't the best at that. But then what about when better weapons come? The longbow, the musket, the nuke. You know, it's the question is who should be rich, right? Like like should we all be rich? Should yes. the landowners be rich? Yes. Should the rent takers be rich? The landlords? I don't know. But the reality is, is once the money doesn't accrue to people, you know, in a way that's predictable through anything they can control, the situation has changed forever. And, and like, you really do have to talk about all those elements together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look at what's going to happen in crypto. The, the historic, well... The hundred-year-old historic power base is pissed off right now because they thought they had this thing under control, or maybe they didn't. Maybe they thought it was irrelevant, but now they know they have to bring it under control, and they might bring it under control so strongly that they kill it. You know, like I personally think there's there's vulnerabilities in both Bitcoin and every crypto project that you know like can pop up without notice. Like, do you remember when WannaCry hit and there was another couple oh, of things yeah. like that? You know, like one day you wake up. I was working in a situation where I was responsible for some servers at the time. And um, everyone's freaking out. And you're like, what do you mean DNS is broken or SSL is broken or whichever one that was? 
it was like, what are you talking? Are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, there's a, there's a verified man in the middle, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, holy shit, this whole thing. Did, like- did you ever try the want to cry hack, by the way? It would like dump an entire, like doc, it would, all of your SQL just like dumped. Yeah. It's crazy. I never, you know, but, but here's the thing, like SHA-256 is never going to be brute force broken, but how do you know there's not something wrong in the code? Right? Like, how do you know? Like, I don't know. You don't know. Like, but that I don't think that I'm kills, not saying I don't I, think that even a, a wanna cry type thing kills Bitcoin. It probably pauses the chain for a little while. Well, like, well, what do you even? I mean, how how would that even? Well, listen. Like, like it, how does how does a hashing wanna cry might just give a lot of people a bad impression of of of, of well, this I, stuff. I would say this. No, but cry, I'm saying the scale cry. the scale of that defect was you know like the the SSL not working and everyone freaking out and fixing it before the world fell apart, so to speak, mm. like. The the weird thing is, unlike 2000 and Y2K, like WannaCry was actually profoundly dangerous, and we actually fixed it before anyone anything really bad happened. It was actually underestimated how fucked up it was. Oh, it would literally <laughs> it would literally dump your entire database. Like if if I had no no, no a, it just it literally the SSL was broken. Yeah yeah, like yeah. it was just literally broken. But like you could go in and get I yeah don't know, Wells you Fargo could get whatever you want. Like you, you know, like, it's, it wasn't a question of being database related. It was just like look, when SSL doesn't work, <laughs> you know. But but I would that doesn't really matter in the case of Bitcoin at all because Bitcoin doesn't really use encryption like people think it does. Well, a hash isn't really encryption. I, I agree. That's actually but, the but part I'm worried about because. The thing is, is there's an infinite number of solutions to every, you know, given 32-bit output, right? That's the whole point of a hash is that there's an infinity on the left and a discrete amount on the right, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking at it this way. Um, and we're protected by the fact that it takes two to the, you know, 128 worth of tries to approximate the second solution in that range. Not that there's only two solutions. There's the infinite solutions. Right. Right, and so as we go forward, that's what everyone's kind of like. Yeah, this is going to get weird if they figure out quantum, they figure out this, they figure out that. But but what if they just figure out a, a flaw in the in the in the hashing algorithm? But my point and is, and it's that, not like trivial, and it doesn't go away tomorrow. But my point is that it, it wouldn't. It, depending on on what kind of you're like, yeah, I, I know the argument is then there's the hash rate will raise to the like forty times the electricity output of the world. Well, I don't think that'll happen. But, it, I mean, it wouldn't be 40 times the output of the electricity in the world. It would be 40 times the uh, amount of hashing. But, like, it doesn't matter. My, my point is it doesn't – unless a hash – like, particularly on the mining side, if if the hashing algorithm uh, – it would, it would have – I mean, it would have to be – What a, if I could close immensely... 10 rounds in a row in 10 seconds? If you could and, hash – And all the Bitcoin was mine. And well, then, then you'd have a quantum computer. Right. That's my – but I'm saying you don't have to wait for a quantum. Comp- it's still very theoretical. Uh, I'm saying the theoretical outcome if- is not as rare as the solution to the hash, because I'm, I'm saying is that don't be surprised one day when you wake up and all of a sudden this this seems like RSA all over again. Yeah, I I, I just I I'm sympathetic to the arguments that there are possibly vulnerabilities to Bitcoin. Uh, and I'm sure, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that, you know, occurs someday. Like, I mean, they find weird bugs in Bitcoin a lot that, like, could fuck shit up. Um, what's the what's the one that people were uh, mining faster for a while? Oh, the ASIC boost stuff. ASIC boost. Yeah. ASIC boost is a good example of this. I mean, there was there was they were, there, they were there, getting there's bugs that get hidden was it, as uh, refactors it, in instead the code. of two two to the two hundred or one hundred twenty eighth or whatever it was. It was like one to the one hundred twenty sixth times. 
to like if you used ASIC boost, there which is. which is which means that you like have like a I don't know thirty percent more efficient mining algorithm or something. But once everyone discovered it, everybody moved to it. Was that a, like a firmware on the ASICs or something? Uh, and and yeah, it was, it was a way of caching the some of the inputs. I think of what you were hashing in a way to like speed up the the solve. Yeah. So, I, but but like like you just said, once everyone discovers it, that's that's the that's new. That's so it's like a memory like, throughput boost for a small number of miners, and then everyone figured it out and it equalized. Yeah, it, it worked. It, they did it for like a year, and they won more blocks than usual. But like that's that's kind of in your case, you're saying like, let's say you did it and you mined ten blocks in ten seconds. Well, that would be weird and fucked up. What happens is that the next difficulty adjustment, you would have an enormous difficulty adjustment. And, I mean, the bigger problem there is that you're 51%ing attack. Hey, listen, if SHA-256 falls, I'm worried about a lot more shit than Bitcoin. Of course. But my, my <laughs> point oh, is that your point, and, and oh, your theoretically, point, your point, like, if, 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 if Bitcoin's the, the last if of the, our problems. If the remaining coin amount got mined within, like, a, a week, the difficulty period... Well, the difficulty period would shoot up 1,016 blocks or whatever. It, 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 so it's it, like, it would shoot up, I, and I think there's a limit to how high it would go. But I, I, guess I don't then know, man. Like it would go so high. What like, if the difficulty yeah. outstripped the, the available like, electricity? Then why? I think that's, that's, impossible. that's impossible. Well, no, but like, uh, the, how does the next round's that, difficulty what you're, it gets what you're propagated to is, the network by the consensus what, of the solve? Right? right. What you're describing is literally a fifty-one percent attack. Right. Like you would have more than fifty-one percent of the network if you were solving that many blocks that quickly. Right. Like, if, what, and that's what I said. What if you'd I, be better off doing is selfish mining and then and then forcing like a huge reorg. Right, because if you stole all the <laughs> Bitcoin and locked every wallet, everyone would be like, screw you, and it's over and you don't have any real money. Well, no, you what, you, have, what you would well, do is, is you'd be taking Bitcoin, you would be selling it on exchanges, and and you'd be cashing out, and then you would force a reorg where none of your transactions are See, the scammers will save us all. But here's the thing. Like, uh, there's there's... We've talked about this um, before um, about the difference between ransomware and what might be coming. You know, like who's to say that there doesn't come a day when China decides they want to destroy Bitcoin and they put enough computer power up, you know, to do it. And and they, they don't want to extract any money. They just want to destroy. Like what happens when somebody breaks into some city, some municipal server running Windows 2, whatever, um, you know, GS, and they, they just say, look, we're locking everything with BitLocker, and, and everyone's like, oh, don't worry, they'll send us a ransom. No, they're like, no, we're just not going to do that. We're just going to encrypt all your stuff well, and Could run you away. imagine if, like, North Korea had done that to Sony a few years ago when they broke into Sony's system, just, like, encrypted it all and just ran? Well, I mean, terrorism is the destruction of things a lot of the time, and so far we haven't had digital terrorism. What we've had is you know, people trying to extract money. We've had just typical blackmail stuff. But it's just interesting to me that like, I think we're going to get digital terrorism, and you're, you're going right. to see right. a lot of weak hospital districts and municipalities and taxing authorities get hit by these people, and they're going to be waiting for the call. Like, when are they going to? How many Bitcoin are we going to have to send to them? How do we buy that Bitcoin? And it's just calls never going to come, and we're going to realize one how badly most of our infrastructure is set up by our, our tax dollars because like most municipalities are awful on Dude, their the fact that these municipalities back ends and they don't have backups yeah like they can't just like, tell them to screw the off fuck? oh yeah we're ta- we got to take the website down for two days and rebuild the database screw them Every, everyone paying. who applied for licenses we lost, sorry we lost everything from 2 p.m to 3 30 you're gonna have to refile that's everybody it. who lost licenses Click, reboot yeah, you know that's the way it should be and like yeah we're sorry but it's the government they're like we're, we're down for three days come back later yeah 
but nope, they get bumped, they get busted. It, they corrupt the dead, the backups. They get into the backups. The backups are literally online. They could literally solve the problem by having backups offsite versioned daily backups. That, that like even a, if you're yeah. just willing to lose a day. Right. You know, it's cheaper. Well, it's, just for government, just keep everything in, in a, a paper file for up to like a year and a half. And then as it like as it goes, you just Yeah, or just them. duplicate the, the, yeah. the so database you, like you have, is live and then you absolutely. scan in like an extra copy in PDF. Absolutely. Like it, it's just it's amazing. Or how about that, don't store your, your keys to your database in plain text in a directory? Maybe oh, yeah. that would be a good start. Well, I mean there's there's such bad security <laughs> practices amongst private companies, let alone yeah. you know, dude. No, I'm not, I'm not like, listen, it's, it's private terrible, companies yeah. are in no way exempt from this critique. But what my but it goes even worse when you talk about private companies these providing these security governments. are also not exempt from yeah. this critique. <laughs> yeah. That's probably I mean, that's said, probably the, and then, by the way to the apex of the critique. To the point to the point of like the most secure election in the in the history of elections. Like three days after the government announces this, then we find out that Solar Winds, uh, the company was like hacked, mm-hmm. and that a bad version of the software had gone out to basically every single like corporation in America, every single government entity in America, and that basically anybody the, the hackers had full admin access to every system that ran Solar Winds. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, the most secure election. Well, it was an elegant hack, you know. It was they, super elegant. But it wasn't complex. No. It was just crafty. Hmm. They never are complex. It, like, it's just knocking on doors. Yeah, I mean. That they, they find a door that's open and they're like, oh, look. Encryption works, man. You're not breaking it. But no. you, you don't have to when you have dumb employees and you have, you know, complex passwords on a Post-it note. Well, I think, the, <laughs> I, I think that people misunderstand, too, the possibility. Like, Bitcoin opens up a lot of really bad doors. For example, let's say that Dex is admin to the Solar Flare, you know, repo, right? And I, Russian hacker, uh, call Dex and I say, Dex. This is I'm Natasha. Going, uh, She's this got is Natasha. big tits. She has big tits. And I'm going to forward you 10,000 Bitcoin if you put this into the server. And then, you know, Dex goes to the server and, you know, changes the password to SolarWinds123. Mm-hmm. And uh, gets, you know, some anonymous, an anonymous payment in Bitcoin. And then he sends it to a mixer and cashes the fuck out 10 years later. Like, to, to me, to me, that that is like the true well, it's, scary, it, it, the it, scary use of something like a Bitcoin. Well, it's a, it's a lot of it makes it makes uh, extortion and, and, and bribery much easier. I mean, the government's like it. Like and, it makes extortion. Who gave Nick Fuentes the 500 grand? Right. Was it really not the CIA? Like, excuse me. Right. For, for context, <laughs> this this was a recent Yahoo News, and I have it right here. Uh, large Bitcoin payments to right wing activists a month before Capitol riot linked the Boric foreign account, right. specifically talking about Nick Fuentes. Right. That's a. Um, you said you just sent me to this. Yeah. Yeah. Today. So interesting, right? I saw it. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck knows? But like, I, I that's going to well... that's going to juice the text of the Stable Act when they start working on it. Will get juiced, well, and they'll he... say, "Hey, like the Capitol insurrection slash revolution slash whatever dumb shit they say." Um, you'll look; these alt writers are getting paid in this crypto, 
And we have to stop it because, you know, and meanwhile, it's probably the freaking, you know, our own government. It's like there's never been a, a terrorist attack since 9-11 because the FBI has never been able to pull one off. But they've been involved. They've been, they're too stupid to get it done, but they've pulled off every fucking planning session. I do I do like I do like I how it. predictable this could be, though. Do you remember, like, when uh, those yeah. those Boogaloo boys were going to kidnap uh, Now, why can't Governor I wear a Whitmer? Hawaiian shirt anymore, yeah. this motherfucker? I just, dude, I think, I think that the four... I'm a Floridian. That's my birthright. The four chance. <laughs> Shit is so funny the way that they co-opt stuff. Um, so like, what Fuentes uh, Fuentes gets paid? What was I going to say? I completely forgot. Oh no! So remember the the the, the Governor Whitmer stuff. She was going to be kidnapped by the Boogaloo's. Oh yeah, they had the they 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 unveiled this plot. Of, uh, and and of, of my first thought, like three seconds later, I'm like, I go, uh, I, I wonder how many FBI agents were on this team and which one pitched it to them. Yeah. Like two days later, it comes out. The FBI is the one who they're saying pitched it to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Every well, time what, they what, find a bunch of retards. What's, and what's funny is, the, is a lot of fortune even came up with a term called uh, Fed posting. When they see people like saying things online, and they're like, "Oh, you're Fed post. That's a great Fed post. That's a like, great Fed post." Like it's very, it becomes integrated to like the, well, the culture. America doesn't understand it. 4chan is the is the the forum of dissidents. Like there are retards on there, there are Feds on there, and then there are a lot of really fucking smart people who just don't like TV. Who don't like TV? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, people think it's more complicated than that, but it's not. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> like you know, your sh- your writers suck. Your shows suck. And, you know, these guys are funny. And sometimes they do shit like, you know, drive people crazy and steal flags. Well, and, that's the thing. Like, you know. we, we, what's funny about it is, is they can co-opt something like the, the OK sign. Mm-hmm. And you can go to the post and see 4chan co-ops. Like, they, they're saying, like, these idiots, let's do this Dude, thing Dude, Rittenhouse is going to get a sentencing uh, escalation because they have a picture of him with the OK sign. Because now it's now turned, like, this joke has turned into reality. How fucked up is that? Well, you know, like, this doesn't mean right. white power. Do you know, what, do you know, what, do you know what's a, funny it's to me? Okay sign. When was the first time that you thought it was that the OK sign meant white power, or that you heard that people thought the OK sign? I was sign probably went, reading it as they made it. I was going to say so you probably kind of you, you probably read the, it. Unfortunately, yeah. when was the first time you heard about it? Uh, a few years ago, somewhere. The first time yeah. I heard about it is probably when most Americans heard about it, and it was at the Kavanaugh hearings. Oh right, because they were accusing this woman who was sitting there, uh, who was just at her, her fingers crossed. Yeah. Right. As as making the okay symbol. Yeah. But you just sitting there but quietly. But that's almost like saying everyone who does this Mason symbol like Angela Merkel does every freaking time she's out in public. Like that means something. That's because she's fat. Yeah, that is that's true. a Santa Claus stomach oh, symbol. Oh, oh. <laughs> or is it this one? This is what the uh, cross the, I'm doing the cross hands of she's, she's just the German. Illuminati just or whatever. German. But like well, but, you know, but, I, I, but it was a it was a fortune prank. It was a fortune prank, but, but they, then, they literally and then because said, they reported like that it became like it, uh, well, it, what it was interesting through. to me was that all the left wingers knew about it before I knew about it. Well, and it's like the reporters who are the worst people in our society um, cannot do their job, and like they can't actually research this stuff. Like in the beginning, when they were trying to accuse all these, you know, milk toast pseudo alt right people of being white supremacists, you know, it's like. Like Cernovich, you know, it's like, come on, dude. Well, can I can I point out though that they're like, it's very clear to me that the predominant function right now in the culture, the predominant not function, but the predominant difference in the culture today compared to the culture ten and fifteen years ago, 
is the media circle jerk of reporting something that's false and then other people reporting on the false information as if it's true because it's reported on and then Wikipedia repeating it as they're using those sources to verify it. And I think there needs yeah. to, someone needs to create a word for that. It's called the dos- the the dossier. The like dossier. That's, that's that's literally what they did with it. The Russia dossier. Yeah, but like that, that's, well, that's that how, that how they validated it. it. But there needs to be a word for this because that is to me the cultural. That is the that is the predominating uh, cultural artifact of our day. That is what is breaking culture. That specific so, so act. That, the other word we need is what what is the you know the receiving um, ignorant receiver of Fed posting meaning. Which is essentially the same group of people who are watching this these air quotes journalists report all this stuff that we're searching for the word for for you know for lack of a better word it's all fed posting right and um, you know the 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 problem we have is that people are just it's also a it's it's a and it's also by a lot of these reporters intentionally they're doing this. Well, when, I, think, when I they, think that's his point. Right. I think Dex's point is I, that. I, I am, which, by the way, I am this operation. My, my cynicism on journalism is has reached yeah, the event it's, horizon. It's, 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 I don't believe any of them yeah. do their job. I, yeah. I don't they believe they know how to do their job. They're simply political operatives. They, this, get, they get direction, yeah. and they do what they do. Yeah. No, yeah. That's where I'm at. They, they become an arm of whatever power to... to this to, is all very conspiratorial. Well, but but a lot of it's a lot of it's no. I think true. Don Lemon's a genius, and he he achieved everything in his life. Do you think merit. he and Anderson Cooper yes. ever have sex? Probably. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Not not until right now. Not as what much is, as you. you ever, like, what would an Anderson Cooper uh, Don Lemon baby be look like? A Cooper Lemon. A co- oh, a Cooper Lemon. A I co- like that. a Copra Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on. So, so, so what, the thing that we don't have a word for yet? Yeah, do we don't have think, a word for it. Do you think that first started with Gamergate? Like, we yes, just, that's, that's yes exactly Gamergate, that, is, that is, Gamergate that. is where culture changed. Well, I've been so saying this for a long time. Can we just repurpose the word coprophagia? I mean, you could. Because you really are but, eating but shit. The, the problem is you need, you need something pithy that people can repeat mimetically. When talking about Don Lemon? Well, We're oh, done. Him, yeah. Okay, that's good. true. <laughs> Brendan. Wait. Because I was I was looking at this the other day. Dude, Gamergate, I, Gamergate's the beginning of this but all. Gamergate happened in the middle of and during and after the Arab Spring, and I'm wondering if like it happened because Look, people it, looked at the tactics that were being used in the Arab Spring social media postings. I, I don't think so, and took that as Hold like on, I, when, I don't think so. Was it 2012 ish? 2014, I think. Twenty. I think 2012. Look, look it up. I think it's 2014 for game. For Are you Gamer getting Gate. the sense that Gamergate is becoming the most retcon piece of pseudo internet history? It changes every month. Everyone's like, "Well, I was there in the trenches." The reason like, I don't think right, the reason right, Gamergate, right, the reason Gamergate is done that way is because it's the beginning, and nobody. Like I've been telling people this. I have friends who are talking to me. He's like, "I don't think anything's changed." I'm like, "Look." You don't remember Gamergate? I watched Gamergate. And Gamergate's where it all changed. And and Gamergate is interesting to me because it's clear that Gamergate was set up. Like, it took a long time. It took a lot of chess pieces to be put in place. And then, kabam, I don't know what the fuck happened, but all of these journalists got this memo. Something happened. And the memo was like, hey, okay, now it's time. You need to find irrelevant people whom no one has ever heard of. And you need to start writing articles about how they're evil Nazis. And then you see people like Candace Owens, the the one of the dumbest people I've ever had to listen to. Very, very hot. But one of the dumbest people I've ever had to, like, continually listen to. Mm. And you don't think so? 
I don't think she's hot. You're just so wrong. She is extremely attractive. But she she is so stupid. But she came out of Gamergate because what happened is she did this really stupid project wherein she was going to unveil the identities of the trolls. Mm -hmm. And... All this was sudden, before she went right wingish. This was before this was, she was a lefty. She right. wanted to like reveal the left or the righty trolls, and she was like a lefty. And she she didn't she nobody knew who she was. And she gets a call from like the Washington Post or something saying like, "Hey, can we do an interview with you?" And she's like, "Absolutely." So they interview her about her project, and then they proceed to write like a four page article about how evil she is mm-hmm. and disgusting, and how she's a Nazi and white supremacist and all that. And then that article. Like, 10 minutes later is on, like, seven other... Not just that, or like, different articles, but articles that are similar are, like, long, lengthy, like, screeds about how evil she is and terrible. And so, like, this for her just lays bare what's going on. Something weird is going on. And the same thing happens to all of these, like, you know, different individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see it continue today with, like, Jordan Peterson and all these others. Like, these aren't necessarily great people that they're writing about, but the the the, the, uh, the willingness to take... A person who no one has ever heard of and then write a long screed about how evil they are out of nowhere, that's new. The- yeah, it's basically Emily's list, though. Like, it's just the journalists having a hive mind and, but like, they finally got it's to... Not, it's definitely not a hive mind because, like, what happened... It, it literally happened at Gamergate and it happened all at the same time. It wasn't like... It wasn't like this was a, 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 a common tactic. It was all of a sudden there were all of these activist journalists in all of these places that activated... And they did it everywhere. Uh, Wall Street Journal had that long, that long series of articles about how PewDiePie is a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying the synchrony of the it media. Was completely synchronous. Well, but what it did is it, repla- it replaced, like, the, the Emily, Emily's List replaced the AP or Reuters, you know, and it became like, it's not about news anymore. It's about this is what we're going to do. But, but my but, point and is, I'm not saying but, it was actually but, Emily's but, List, right, but, but my, something my, like my it. My point is, is it happened instantly. And, and and what what blew but, my mind is the fact that these that the reporters the activists the, the, the activist reporters who were willing to do it who were willing to like completely sacrifice their integrity they did it with full knowledge that their integrity would remain intact because the entire industry would support them number one and number two there were enough of them at every single publication that today well, yeah, it's, we're seeing the wake woke takeover of news it's, it's that step function generation there, there was a real shift in attitudes like between between late Gen X, early millennial, and then mid and late millennial. Because I don't think all millennials are this way. It's the early millennials are much more similar to Gen X. Yes. And then there's some, there's some, you know, like you could probably trace it to whoever had got the iPad when they were four and then they're ruined from whatever. <laughs> I mean, like that's probably too early. But, uh, but you know, there's definitely a just – there's a hive – you know, the, the, the tattletale generation, I don't know what to call them, but um, I want to ask you, though, what do you think the point of Gamergate was? Do you, I mean, because I, 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 I think it was an experiment. I think because no one really it. gives a shit about women programming, right? I, like that's not like was never part you can't of say the. That in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like I'm not saying they do or they don't do it. I'm just saying that that mm. can't really like I've never been satisfied Gamergate, that that was the moving like that was the prime mover of the, what Gamergate the, the, the was. Gamer games, games, and if you think it was an experiment, was what you're saying is it was like the prototype of this type of journalism. It, it absolutely is, and and um, it was obvious to me at the time, and I was like, whoa, this is a fucking weird shift and and the reason they did i the reason i think that they that whoever 
is and, and this is like the one conspiracy that I really do believe. Someone's pulling the fucking strings on this. And the reason it's important is because whoever is pulling the strings realized that they could they could do this kind of journalism in a subculture that nobody gives a fuck about except teenage boys. And they could do something like all, what they could do is they could literally take their anxieties and shift them. And the only the only redemption of Gamergate, the only thing, and Gamergate sets up Donald Trump in this very interesting way. The only redemption of Gamergate is that Breitbart News existed and became the only the only news source that would report it accurately. Yeah, the the other thing that makes uh, it occurs to me about Gamergate is it's essentially the way to use um, the techniques they use on college campuses to introduce all this propaganda. And they said, look, we're not content to just do it on campus anymore. How do we branch out? Well, we've got this one generation we really trust out there ready to go, so let's activate them. And let's move this, you know, into the HR departments because, you know, like – that's kind of like Gamergate was sort of like the tech version of of right. equal pay. Well, if no, you will. Notice also they they got to a, like there's a whole bunch like the uh, what's that? Shake the mouse. Oh, shake the mouse. <laughs> One sec. There's there's a whole there's a whole generation of or there's there's this what's what's interesting about games is that so many so many teenage boys are absolutely. Balls to the wall gamers, right? We can agree on it. There's a lot of teenage boys. We'll stipulate that. Okay. <laughs> so, so what what they did is they basically went on this thing and basically ruined an entire generation of men, calling them whiny. They remember that's around the time when incel became a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started labeling what used to be the high school geek uh, these names. The the boy that couldn't get laid in high school is now an incel. And they synonymized incel with kid who's going to shoot the school up. And there's all sorts of, like, language changes that come out that basically wrecked that entire generation's ability to function without high anxiety. Thus, you have the Jordan Peterson rise, right? Thus, you have, like, the rise of these these people who are, like, speaking to men. But that's what it is. Like, Gamergate was literally the destruction of young males. That was the entire... To me... That seems to be the entire goal of it. Number two being the experiment. But the other thing is they, they needed to destroy young men. Or find a way to control them. You know, like, It worked. I mean, like, I that's mean, the like, thing. Like, I, what the, I don't know how this works. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any who's pulling or if we'll ever figure out who's pulling the strings. But it was so fucking coordinated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I remember when it started and it was, you know, like, at first it just seemed like a bunch of narcissistic whatever surrounding Sarkeesian and Zoe Quinn and all those people. But in the beginning, it seemed like it was about game content, you know, like, Oh, there's too many, you know, sprites with big tits or whatever. Um, and then it, it seemed to fuse into more of like, a, a tech, uh, you know, equal access kind of thing as they opened it up. Cause in the beginning, it was almost like they were doing a pilot, you know, like, we'll we'll make it about these well, it disgruntled seemed, it seemed like, women and It, it seemed like a how can we, what what can we push the Overton window to here, right? Like, you start out with a small concept and you, like, over a very short period of time, like, essentially, this is, this is what I would say. The question that they were answering is how fast can we boil the water? Yes, with the frogs. With in the right? frogs, yeah. yeah. And how fast can we boil it? And they found out that you can literally put the oven on high. Mm-hmm. 
And and the reason you can do that is because the, what Gamergate is to me is it's not about the frogs in the water that were getting boiled. It was about about attacking a subculture and having the rest of society look at the subculture, look at the boiling frogs, and go, "Thank God that's not me." Mm. Well, well, it almost I seems mean, like it almost seems like a test bed for if we have a faction of can we can we factionalize people? If we have, well, we're, yeah, we have a faction of people who are disagreeing with what we're going to do in the future. Can we get the rest of the society against them? By like using these tactics, well, it's, it's, which by the way, it's the same tactic that's being used with a lot of like the same Trump people. Uh, I demonize, and, and demonize a yeah. subset of people, demonize them, yeah, and then watch everyone else go like, oh fuck, at least I'm not in that water. Well, I mean, I it's also this anti-male, you know, through line in a lot of the the lefts. Well, which it, you've been ba- you're banned those, from discussing so, now. Just so, saying that is so. So those are kind of the details of that ideology. Patriarchal. Those are yes. the details of that ideology, but the fact is, how 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 do they like initiate like these ideological attacks on like getting people to like take this position about these people and then spread that as as fast as you could? Yeah, like I remember hearing reports, and this is kind of similar, but not really. Of uh, like back in the Occupy Wall Street movements of people who were sh- like organizing and talking about like actually doing something and having weird people show up talking more about like social justice. And like racial issues and gender issues, and that completely derailing like the attention on like, wealth inequality. It was almost as if it was intentionally this ideology introduced or exacerbated in order to break up well, they have- any type of unionization that would actually like t- take action against somebody or, or whoever. Similar to how we found out that uh, Amazon promotes diversity as a way dude, to do unionization efforts. This all backfires. Tactics of getting people that you don't want to organize. To, to not organize this all this all backfires eventually it has to and the reason it has to backfire is because like at some point everyone's going to realize that they're going to be the frog mm-hmm. at some point everyone's going to look around them and be like oh it's my subculture's turn right and that's that's the point at which you know you have you're, you're going to end up with like trump supporters finding occupy wall street people and being like we agree on everything except mm-hmm. like i don't know medicare for all mm-hmm. We're both concerned about wealth inequality. We both think that like more factories should be in the United States. We both think that people need jobs and that like this generation was literally fucked over by what happened under Clinton when he gave America to China. We we all think that. We all agree on that. Well, that's that's how you kind of see like a lot of like Trump people coming to a lot of similar terms with like the Bernie people. The Bernie people seeing how fucked Bernie got in the primaries, and well, well, what you happens, have like the like, center like destroying. So this any- is this is the next stage though. The question is, do you have the rise of another type like Trump? Do you have the rise of that, or do you get Bernie? Because everyone's everyone mm-hmm. is going to coalesce on one of those two. Well, well, I think you need to. Comp- I mean, if you, I mean, if you actually want somebody to call up and do something, it, it should be a. It, it, it needs like. A ball, I think. I think we're like going to get Tucker Carlson. That's that's what I think is going to end up happening in the U.S. I. You see, but what you're saying is. I'm, I'm skeptical of that. Uh, before we. I think Carlson's not who. I think you'll get like a Tucker Carlson Bernie. Like I think you're going to get something weird like the, that. The, 
before we jump into like who we might get, I mean, let's talk more about the process you, you might of what run, we're, I, we're talking really sure. about. We're talking yeah. about public relations and the creation of consent, right? Like, uh, right. You're hearing me quote Norm, Noam Chomsky. So, wow. Um, I'm, but, re- I'm reading the book right but now. But manufacturing by the way, so. consent, you know, is, is is I like I like Noam for what it's worth. I don't think he's wrong about a lot of things. I think he just like gets now, out of his field. Yeah, but, he's just not. And, and, and he it, doesn't and deserve. In modern day, he is you know, like the consent. Like like what he used. To, like I didn't read that book, but he talks about how you get like the popular. See, this is perfect. Someone hasn't read right? the books. Not going to tell us about it. This is exactly well, what we're talking about. But, but, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not even making fun of you. Right, but like, but that, but this is even, the culture, even, well, right? The number well, of people, even, like, like, just follow me here. Yeah, but everybody thinks that this. I'm holding up a cell phone here for the people at home. Everyone thinks that no all you got to do no is here as homes. Pull, yeah, yeah, or in their boxes um, under the bridge. Everyone thinks they can just open up the phone, look in Google, and they know shit, right? This is what's wrong with us. It's true, though. Like, we've had this year alone, every person in America has become a virologist, a doctor. Right. Let me tell you about R not. R, oh, yeah, like, I like yeah. when everyone. My question to everyone is Let me tell you about like, my toe can fungus. You spell, can, you spell, can you spell not? Or yeah, I would give yeah, a piece of paper, yeah. like, write R not. Yeah. Just do just, it. Just write it. And just if write you do, R not. You get extra points if you do R sub zero. You have to do sub zero. That's the only way to do it. You can't do R zero. You have to do no, R sub zero. No, but what if you do R sub and then the word not spelled correctly? N-A-U-G-H-T. Oh, that'd be okay. I think you, that's I, acceptable. That'd be okay. I'd accept that. I accept R, one of those answers. R sub zero would be the only answer I would accept other than that. That's that's yeah. actually acceptable. Yeah. But, uh, but R not. Like I, I, I have had, extra credit for crossing the zero. I had to hear so many people tell me about R not, which I thought was hilarious. But like... Everyone, we move. The media moves us. And this is the, the manufacturing consent bit. The media moves us from crisis to crisis. And Google has empowered us to the point that, like, all of us believe that we can read. And th- this is actually great for, like, w- with regard to Bitcoin. We can we can apparently read 32 seconds worth of an article written by some other ignoramus and think that we know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- people do that in Bitcoin all the time, Right. Yeah. People show up and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I read about Bitcoin. That's why Ethereum's the best. And you're like, you're, dude, you know nothing. You don't know anything about this space. And, uh, and that's, you know, there's, a, there's actually a word for it. What's the word, the phenomenon of people reading things they're experts in and then immediately forgetting that that was bullshit and horseshit? There's a word for that? There is. It's a great word. I like uh, it already. It's, God damn it, it's, it's uh, something amnesia. But like the idea is in that their, basically in their field of expertise, you're the, the idea is that you read something in your field of expertise, and you are like, "This is horseshit. This is this this guy is an idiot." Then you turn the page of your newspaper and you read, "Oh my God, uh, North Korea has nukes, and what that means is that they're going to kill every American." In the, oh my God, oh shit! It's the failure to apply. immediately forgetting that it's you're, really, it, that you yeah. know that guy's it, not it, credible. No, not it's, that guy. Just that, the whole the whole thing is filled with people who are morons. Like the heuristic that you could have d- derived from the article is mm-hmm. nobody knows the thing that I know anything about. This right, guy's right. an expert. No, no, in my, I, I, I definitely know what you're talking about there, but I don't know if there's a word for that because I would is. use it all the time. Well, I'm going to teach it to you in a second. As awesome. soon as I, uh, which it, like uh, an example of this is like the scientism thing where people are like strongly believing about like oh you should listen to the science this is what the science says yeah. and they're just citing right. articles well, well, that were, the, you know. or, or the the heuristic that i've always heard people talk about is like when you hear a reporter talking the, about the something the man amnesia effect show me this g e l l m a n n amnesia gelman amnesia effect I'm writing I think, this I down think, i think it was named to be ridiculous sounding 
Like, I love how there's all these, like, hyphenated... I think this is all just a bunch of feminist crap to introduce more hyphenation. <laughs> right? Dunning-Kruger. <laughs> last names. Gel-Man. It's all bullshit. Gel-Man. The Gel-Man amnesia effect is as follows. You open the newspaper RK. to an article on some subject you know well. In Murray's case, physics. In mine, show business. You read the article and see the journalist has absolutely no understanding of either of the facts of the issues. This is a retcon, because I think I've read this article, and I don't think Gel Man existed then. Uh, maybe. Often, the article is so wrong that it actually presents the story backward, reversing cause and effect. I call these the wet streets cause rain stories. Paper's full of them. In any case, you read with exasperation or amusement the multiple errors in the story, and then turn the page to a national or international affairs and read as if the rest of the newspaper was somehow more accurate about right. Palestine than the baloney you just read. You turn the page and forget what you know. Michael Crichton wrote that. Right. That's exactly <laughs> the source. I just it's it, Right. Exactly. I was going to eventually be like, oh, I think it's the Crichton quote. That it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, who wrote... The greatest novel of the 20th century, Moby Dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the Moby Dick of dinosaur novels. Right. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever read that book? Every chapter is like 32 words. It's great. If you're a shitty reader, you like you open it up. You're like, okay, chapter Does one. The word boom show like, up. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's done. Chomp. I'm done. I'm, I'm done reading it. <laughs> Every fucking yeah. <laughs> it's just the whole book, and it like it's just like the movie. Gelman amnesia, but that that to me is like an important thing to understand because I think that I think that reporters are dumber and dumber, and I think that that effect is more important than ever to understand because if you I mean do go look at it if you're an expert in a subject like a real expert and you know what subjects you're an expert in go read about that go read how like normal newspaper people write that they don't they don't know anything. Well, we have dumb intellectuals now too. Like we have the the intellectual dark web. We know, have like Junset's world. Sam mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam Harris. <laughs> like why anyone thinks that guy knows anything? Because he was one of the four horsemen. Yeah, it's all. But listen, I, like what about TED Talks? Right? Like when did when did those became a thing in 1990? Is that it, how long ago? It was? I did, well, they they didn't really get popular, but that's when they started. And I, I always look back to Tipping Point and Blink by Malcolm Gladwell as the sort guy. of the, the intellectual grounding of the dumbest parts of the left. Because what they think, you know, and this, this dovetails into like the 60s and 70s PR type thinking. Um, it, they just think that if you just repeat bullshit, eventually it becomes truth. Not that you can get people to repeat it. We all know that's true. But they just think that all that matters is the repetition. You know, it's Goebbels, mm. but it's it's been dressed up and you know, cutified. But but like you know, TED talks are just you it know, be, and the society rewards them for spewing that nonsense. So it, it creates a feedback incentive to like yeah, have well, people this, in all of these positions of doing like TED talks or high up in academia or you know writing and they're trying to stage manage dark, it right now like this people, year the dark. word midwit got a lot of currency right yes and the reason it got currency is because the idw burned itself out cuz they're a bunch of putzes and like you know like dave rubin the noted intellectual it's like what are you even talking <laughs> who about this guy this guy is like a, <laughs> this guy's like a living sweater <laughs> who could have <laughs> who could have predicted that the intellectual dark web wasn't going to work huh Dude, dude, these, was this a thing of yours? Yes. <laughs> the instant they named themselves, I was like, that's not going to work. Like, why? Well, because now they've made a club. 
They're going to have to kick someone out of it. The whole thing of the IDW is that no one gets kicked out. What happens when you get a crazy? What happens when, like, right, and they right, did right, it. Right, like, right. it took, like, two weeks, and they're like, you're out. Well, what's funny is they now they're, they're talking in bitter terms about each other, but I don't know what the actual nidus of their, their breakup was. I, th- like, th- I heard Ruben say something well, about, well, I was really disappointed the way it worked out, and there's a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is he talking about? Because he, he was well, buddies no, no, with no, Jordan notice Peterson. That, notice that he and it's Jordan Peterson. It's all Sam Peterson Harris's fault, probably. Probably. Because he, he's always a Sam Harris fart. When I was a kid, by the way, I had some Goebbels. Yeah, speaking of farts. <laughs> was there uh, duct tape involved? No, no, Goebbels. I had them. I wanted hamsters, but I got Goebbels instead. <laughs> <laughs> that explains everything that followed. <laughs> then your dad got his ears washed out. Yeah, I named... Uh, you got your mind comp. I was, I was, I was going to say, I named, I, I, named, I, named, I named my Goebbels uh, comp. <laughs> well, they do struggle. That's where the duct tape comes in. <laughs> that was it was, it was it was my little comp. <laughs> um, my my comp the oh Gerbil. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, we're all the way down if that Richard Gere can see us now. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> is it Richard Gere whose wife was a fake Spanish lady? Or, or a girl? <laughs> do you know about this? Wait. Can you look no, that's the I'll that's Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's wife is a fake Spanish lady. Yeah, that's the funniest hilarious thing I've ever Baldwin. heard in my life. That's her name because <laughs> she's hilarious. His wife pretend Alec Baldwin's wife pretended to be from like Spain for like ten years. Fake Spanish roots. Even even with him, he had no idea. I think. That's like when a guy's like you know finds out that his wife's a tranny after ten years. <laughs> it's, like it's like well, and then I noticed there was a penis there. <laughs> Well, you're an attentive motherfucker, aren't you? <laughs> well, I think, like, I think they probably met on terms like he's like, oh, I love Spanish ladies. He's like, oh, you do? You love Spanish ladies? I am. Well, because she was I like a s- yoga instructor, right? I am Spanish. And he was drunk at the time, so it didn't matter. <laughs> and like, the, like what women don't know is that men don't give a fuck. They like, I love Spanish ladies. That's a way to get her back to your bedroom. And then she's just like, well, he loves Spanish ladies. And you're like, that was a very serious comment. I got to be Spanish now. I just hope she has a penis, too. Oh, dude, that would be the funniest part of it. Anyhow, get but Al, Al, Al's too selfish to ever find out. No, notice about the intellectual dark web that, like, Ruben and Peterson both launched their own competitors to YouTube, Patreon, slash Twitter. How about the and they're all nobody morons? nobody uses it. Every one of them's a moron. Like, which one of them isn't a moron? All of them are really dumb. All Especially Eric Weinstein. Oh, he's... You can't say that. <laughs> I feel like Let me hijack the conversation and talk about my brother smarter than Einstein. I, what I like about uh, dude, I like what I like about my Weinstein. My brother is so smart. What I like about Weinstein is that he has no business being here. He's literally only here because his brother got fired from a college. <laughs> Dude, the best was his like sweaty and desperate interview of that with the prostitute. No, the porn star. Oh, that's it. Where he 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 spends his whole like intellectual credibility building up this podcast. Like, oh, my friend, he's a physicist, and he's like, blah 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 blah. And, here's and then a porn he's like, star. And he's like, hi, wow, I like you so much. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, she's like a porn star. And he's like, no, no, you're really daring and innovative, and <sighs> and it's like, dude, she's oh, not she's not going to sleep with you, bro. Like, she's, this is this is the please, thing. Like, I, like, I'm okay even for money. I'm Okay, interviewing porn stars and, and gay prostitutes and stuff like that. We all know that I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but like, I I don't think that I would treat them as like uh, a professor. He was from such a, a gushing. <laughs> like it was. It was. It was I mean, like it was, he didn't have a lot of credibility with me, but he had some. You know. And then after that, I was like, dude, wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's that it's that fucking giant wart on his face. He, he had this. He's uh, right before he like way before he started the podcast. He was doing these videos that no one was really watching, and I watched one. He's good at he was, that. He was talking about uh, you should have a. He was talking about having a rival in life, and he talked about who his rival was, who sounded like the guy was like a, a legit physicist that just lived in a van on the beach yeah. and surfed all day and didn't give a fuck about like anything that he doesn't, doesn't even know that he's a rival and with Eric Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, Nobel Prize. He's like, like I like tequila and I have a microbus and I know the physics. The, the dude sounded so much cooler. Well, that's really probably the, 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 that was the, the whole point well, of the right, rivalry because right. Weinstein's just not cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, yeah, I would like to be I that really surfer be, fellow. I mean, he has no business being. I mean, the whole the, the intellectual dark web thing well, though, I thought was funny because like, like it seems like he and Peter Thiel at one point were like, "Hey, he was like Eric, you should go and like you know because your brothers and you got to go ring these guys up." Yeah, yeah, like it, have you ever seen Have you ever seen the Brett Weinstein podcast? I haven't really have you seen this? No. It's 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 you have to watch it. It's, 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 the it's amazing. It's, it's that him you and can... his wife jacking each other off the whole time. They're like, um, uh, hi, uh, welcome to the Brett Weinstein podcast, and this is uh, my wife. Uh, Mrs. Weinstein, and we're going to talk today about uh, how smart we are. Um, uh, so, uh, and they just like whisper into the microphone like that the whole time, and it is unfucking bearable, unbearable. Mm. Have you seen it? Um, it's kind of like watching paint dry, but dude, with audio, they're so it's rough. But yeah, all these IDW types, like I don't know what their purpose was. They didn't do anything. They didn't accomplish anything. Uh, they launched their website. Podcasting was getting big, and they figured they could make some money, and Jordan Peterson turned out to be right. And now Dave Rubin's making some money with the thing he built called Locals, and that's great for him. But the well, rest it, of it was it bullshit. Be- <laughs> the thing, too, is because Ben, right. ben Shapiro was part of that. It became a very milquetoast Ben Shapiro. Oh, right, right. For but, like a week he was. But it became yeah. a very milquetoast anti-PC uh, it just group. became you know masturbatory. Like it-, it was like insular. Because, yeah. like, how do, like for example, my, my question was always like, okay— so we know who's part of the intellectual dark web, right? Mm. Can I become a part of the intellectual dark web? My ideas are better. They repeat my ideas a lot. Like you would see it. I would say something here, and then six months later, we'd hear them like spout the same thing. Doesn't mean they got it from me. But like I, I was six months ahead of them on a lot of stuff. So, you know, like can I join it? No. Okay. So what, what does it take to be in it? You have to be interviewed by Joe Rogan. Like, like how the fuck did you get into the intellectual dark web? It was a collection of like... People who just wanted to be in a club of people who thought they were smart and had dissident ideas. And who wanted ideas. to fuck Riley Reed? I don't know who that is. That's the porn star. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, that's who he had on. But yeah, I will forever. It was I, so bad. I will forever thank Eric Weinstein for giving me Red Scare. I really love that podcast. Okay. Oh, is that how you heard? That's how I heard about. It. He interviewed one of them, oh, and uh, yeah, and yeah, I no. did. He try to fuck them. He he tried to call them out on their shtick, which is. Fucking annoying. They got a shtick. Let them do it. Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah. You don't bring them onto your show and be like, oh, it's your shtick. Stop that. Well, that's what he did with, uh, um, actually, his, his, his interview with James O'Keefe was really frustrating because he spent the Same whole time, shit. he spent the whole time trying to be like fucking dorm mother to him. Why don't and you then, just and then at the end was like, no, faces. I really admire you. But he had spent the whole podcast being like, well, you shouldn't do what you do because it's mean. Don't and then he's like, faces. speak truth to power. He's, uh, he's probably going to have, uh, Curtis Yarvin on in the future. And then people are going to, like, Latch onto that. He did, he, it's over. He's already given up. Oh, he's, he he's, ended the podcast. Oh, he did. Yeah. He quit already. <laughs> <laughs> well, podcasting's hard. It is if you give a fuck about what people think about you. Well, 
What was the idea, DW? Because I'm noticing the last podcast that Weinstein did was called Cashing Out My Trump and IDW Positions. Ruben, I heard him say something. So they're all pissed off at each other. But what was the actual breakup night? Well, people, I don't know if you know this, but like oftentimes when you get people in a room, they disagree with each other. No, no, no. That's not (laughs) what I'm asking. I'm I'm asking, is there like an event that they're all kind of talking around? I I don't, I'm sure there was, but my my point is that I try not to pay attention. No, I I guess that there might be, but, and and I'm sure that like, it's very public among like the eight people that like pay attention to the group of IDW. But that's just that. I bet it was, you you, you know, I bet the, the wrench of the whole group. I bet it was Peterson's, Peterson's daughter. daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I bet she's, someone, I bet, I someone bet she's banged her. I'll bet she banged Weinstein, <laughs> Eric. And Peterson's very mad at him. Uh, and so is Eric's wife. Uh, but we no. need a whiteboard. That's what this podcast needs. We have a green screen. But we don't have a whiteboard. That seems like more effort. There's a whiteboard right there. Maybe Weinstein oh, made a right. pass at, uh, at No. At, at, <laughs> you can... You can. Then maybe you can write on your Abby, smegma at Abby Shapiro. Did, did you know that there? That's right. Do you know about Abby Shapiro? He, no. Ben's, Ben's wife, right? Ben's sister. Oh, that's yeah. Is she attractive? She has. The, in, she has the in two ways. She has huge tracts of land. <laughs> I see this like she's attractive in a couple of ways. All of these people that make fun of Ben Shapiro <laughs> talk about how like <laughs> is she? Does she look like Ben with boobs? Because uh, that would be hilarious. The last time it. people got organized to make fun of Ben Shapiro, we got Donald Trump as president. So let's, you know, be, be quite... Because teasing Ben Shapiro is immensely satisfying, apparently. Holy shit, that is Ben Shapiro with boobs. Yeah. Well, she has the, she has the cute Jewy look. And I think, like, you know... As, as somebody it's actually with, him and drag. As somebody with Ashkenazi that, blood. That might literally be I am. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> In a brazier. Have we ever seen them in the same place? Yeah, do, you think, do you think that Ben Shapiro dresses up in, as his sister? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that like Ben Shapiro for Ben Shapiro's show. It's like, like the intellectual tapes, milk web over Tapes there. himself up here and like gets on. Oh, oh so a Ben Shapiro's Daily Caller. And I, you know what? The, the one thing that annoys me about talking about this is I, I don't want to necessarily become the like political uh, like. Discussion, she, dude. She's attractive. Yeah, she, ben looks she, good in lipstick. Apparently, she's having breast reduction surgery. I don't know if that's true, but I, I thought I that's just something. Paul, which a lot of people, well, Paul was like really. That's a red post. They were really upset and sad that there was that was happening. Like it was a it was a loss for for the right. So that's a loss for the right. Still gone. Okay. Yeah. That is a loss for the right. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I don't love like. Oh, so so da- Daily Caller did a, a movie release last night. They released they, a movie. They literally released a movie. Okay. Okay. About a school shooter. They did their their. That debut. seems like a great topic. Okay. They did their debut on uh, on Daily Caller's YouTube last night. And now you have to like you know sign up to Daily Caller as a member to go watch the movie. They're trying to like become like the conservative Netflix in some ways. Oh God. Which is real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they got one one movie out there. Like I think that I think that these guys don't quite understand how scale works. They also don't understand how like you know like talent works in making movies. Well, so they were talking about it. It was interesting. The post movie interview. I watched it. So it was actually like decently done. Shot it, well. It, it was shot well. Uh, it didn't feel like, like Atlanta well or L.A. well. Atlanta well. Okay. Yeah. No. Ab- absolutely Atlanta well. Um, it was. It was. Uh, 
It, it was clear the acting was <laughs> Atlanta good. Atlanta good. <laughs> <laughs> but there was it was mostly it was like a competent movie. It wasn't like one of those Christian movies my parents used to make me watch, like yeah. the buttercream game. Yeah, that's like Milwaukee. Well, <laughs> that, that like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> I remember. I remember. So I was in, I was asked to be in one of these movies once. Uh, we had a friend who like her. She had a friend who made Christian movies, and they asked if we wanted to go be extras. And I remember. Um, I did the afternoon, and I was, I, I am, I'm a terrible actor, terrible, and especially for movies. And I, I didn't like to be like, okay, everyone, stay in position. I was kind of twitchy and moving, and like I would be like itching my hand and my head. How old? And were then you? they'd be like, I don't know, it was like in high school. So the, the beard was shorter then. The beard was shorter, but I would, I'd be like, you know, scratching my head. And then they'd be like, okay, everyone, stop. Okay, everyone, I need you to be in approximately the same position, and it kind of like. Be in a weirder position. So there's there's probably a movie out there where there's a guy who looks like me who's an extra who's like every time you see it like in a weird like hand just position. Ruining, <laughs> just like ruining, ruining the continuity. You're like, what the fuck is that guy doing? And it's like, <laughs> but yeah, when I was a kid, I watched like these Christian movies like The Buttercream Gang, and I remember watching it a couple years ago, and I was like, this is fucking cringe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're bad. But there's been competently made movies that are not terrible. Like Spitfire Grill is one that was made when I was younger. That was a great shot. Wonderful movie. Um, but, you know, this Did movie... you ever listen to Striper? No. They were awesome. <laughs> not really. No? It was Christian heavy metal. I don't, oh, I do know Striper. Of course only, you do. East-West Striper. The and black then, and yellow the, the, like, yeah. hornet the only pants. One, the, only, yeah. the, only one that, uh, the only one that came out of like the Screamo movement was P.O.D., um, Striper was 90s and 80s, right? It was, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. I know of them, uh, but I'd never, I never like the only good Christian movies you can have have to be made by Mel Gibson. That is the criteria that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's a <laughs> valid point. Well, it, it's kind of interesting because if they actually, if someone actually tried to make a, a you know, Let's say less liberal, conservative Netflix. You you would need like somebody like Mel Gibson to come on board and say, well, I'll, I, you know, I'll do, I'll do I, it. I don't think I don't think people get it. I don't give a fuck if Netflix has like weird shit on it that I don't want to see. I can just not see. This is the problem. All of these fucking millennials think that you need to remove the shit they don't want to see, and and they just like, well, I, I don't want to look at that. Like, why don't you just not look at it? Well, it's there. Okay, but you could just not look at well, it. Well, they want to terraform reality by denying other people access. Because this, this, is, this is back to the, if I see it, it programs me, and that's the way people work. That's violence. So, right. Like, so if you see it, it'll turn you into a Nazi. So we have no one can see in, it in because ways, then there won't be Nazis. In some ways, I agree with that. I, put, I have uh, Robin DiAngelo's White Fragility on my shelf, and I was going to read it. But then I, I kind of reassessed. Make it fragile? It didn't make me fragile. I was I reassessed. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not. I don't want to think like these people. I don't want to have that like part of my brain where I can even understand where they're where they're coming from. Well, intellectual rigor and like to to wrap up the IDW rag a bit. Like the problem with everything we're talking about now and the IDW is nobody debates anything. They don't go sit down with people who either. This is an ironic time to interject this, uh, given your comment right now. But I agree. (laughs) 
I mean to to sum up the I you know like we live. Sean in a, disagrees. I disagree with that. <laughs> Would you? Great. Why? Why do you disagree? <laughs> no, but we live in a culture that's totally insulated from actual intellectual discussion. The, the problem with universities is that they've expelled everyone who doesn't agree with them. That, and that, and by this the way, is the myth of the unipolar university, right? Assuming there's only one other side. No, it's one side. And it excludes the infinite of everybody else. It's no longer left versus that, that right. Happened. It's only left. The universities are only left. So if you are not left, you're equivalent to everything else in, in creation. And that's the problem is that they, they now live in an echo chamber and nothing stops them from getting crazier because no one is allowed to talk against them. That is because the universe split around 2014 into BGG and AGG. Before Gamergate, and Ano Gumenigate Gate and uh, before Gamergate. Yeah. BGG. Ano Gumenigate. On the other side of that, so <laughs> Gamergate might have been a pivotal moment, but some of this, uh, like, like we're noticing all of these current things that are happening, but, how, you know, does it kind of go back farther? And is it kind of just. Yeah, but it has to. That's, that's it, been my point about what? Gamergate is that there were chess pieces put in place at some point before Gamergate. It wasn't like all of a sudden, like the culture changed. Gamergate, well, it is kind well, of the that fucking way. hippies. <laughs> the fucking hippies. <laughs> like, when did it all start going wrong? Right? It all went wrong. It all went wrong at Woodstock. No, I mean, it, it did start going like there's plenty of times in American history where shit's gone sideways and weird. But Gamergate is like a fundamentally different time in all of that. Well, I, I heard it brought up and I looked this up to confirm. Um, that if you look at Google, Google has that thing where Google. you, where you can see like when terms were first mentioned in books. Right. That social justice co- goes back to like just before uh, the start of the 20th century, like in the late 1800s. Like that's when you start seeing it talked about and written. Um, so even like yeah. to what you just said to me, uh, Dex. Dex. Um, not listening. It goes back even farther than hippies and, and yeah, but it's so, kind of social been, justice, like, progress, like the progressive so, so, ideology in general sure, sure. of like. I, I wasn't saying that that look. I'm happy that there's right and left in in the country and whatever. But mm-hmm. like what I'm talking about I is hate. when, to me, like like a, just a wholesale organized attack on on common knowledge. Hippies didn't debate anybody, and by hippies, I'm talking about the '60s. Like when, once the social disorder that came with the '60s, that was ostensibly about Vietnam, it wasn't. It was about you know very specifically run, you know, Marxist common turn agents running through our society and stirring up stuff. Some of that stuff needed to be stirred up, frankly. Uh, most of that happened earlier, in my opinion, in the in like the civil rights movement. But in by the time the '60s had come to fruition you know, 67, 68, 69, like, this was wholesale, like, agitprop. Well, well I, think, I think the point is that essentially that's society... that's what we're living through now. Society essentially changes at the point Hoover creates the FBI, right? Like, that's, that's I think, the, the beginning of the end of it all. And, like, you know, throughout the 20th century, you have things like Operation Mockingbird, mm-hmm. right? Which is purportedly ended. And maybe it did, but why? Why would they end that? <laughs> like... And for those who don't know, Operation Mockingbird is a known, a known uh, CIA, I believe, CIA operation where they infiltrated news organizations, essentially, back in the 70s. Well, you know the... 60s, I mean, 60s and 70s? I mean, you could say it was the creation of the CIA when things started to go. 
But you know, you know the CIA. Well, I don't know that it's a CIA necessarily, but I'm just saying, like, I like when I look at Gamergate, it mm-hmm. seems like there were a lot of chess pieces in place. I don't know if it's a CIA or if it's somebody else or if it's Russia. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But it's clear to me that there were chess pieces in place, and that's weird. Mm-hmm. So Gamergate was 2014. Yeah, and the millennial cutoff for birth was 96. So essentially. Um, you're you're at eighteen year old. The youngest millennial was eighteen when Gamergate hit. So the midpoint of the millennials, the, um, the broken the broken ones, frankly. Uh, well, they, they the 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 younger those are the broken millennials, the eighteen to thirty year olds. Right. right so like from the ones who were born in like eighty eight to later, were twenty six down to eighteen when Gamergate hit. And I would put the I would put eighty eight as sort of the the so so Gen X ends in nineteen eighty, but I think those first like five six years of millennials are really sort of like just young Gen X. And we all know that the precursor to all of this is when moms started believing there were razor blades and apples, right? You brought right. <laughs> <laughs> you've mentioned that before, dude. Right? I, I I fully yeah. like that is that is a sort of like early every year it's a yeah, bullshit mass hysteria every year police stations still tell moms to, to like check their kids uh candy hospitals for, for x-ray cocaine. candy they waste time and resources and make the er unsterile and, and we've never ever had an instance of it happening mm. or maybe there's one instance as a result of them actually every one of them is like that idea some munchausen by proxy like the mom, mom put who it got in, inspired yeah. by the story who would never think to do it on their own Hmm. Fed posting, <laughs> candy posting. So, but like I, I do, I, like Halloween has fundamentally changed since all of that. You know, mm-hmm. being a kid has fundamentally changed. But I, I do think that there's like these elements of culture that have sort of just broken over the years due to a lot of this bullshit. You know, and libertarians have in, funny ideas like you know free range parenting, which is actually what we called in the '90s being a parent, <laughs> and like we had to like. That's the thing that really bothers me is when you you take these concepts that are normative, like what is parenting? Well, parenting looks like this, and then like you 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 know now you're a cis male, right? You used to just be a male. Now you're a cis male because like you can't just be a man because everyone can be a male. Yeah, because somebody took chemistry and failed out, and they oh cis and trans. Well, that, has, that doesn't ew. right. It's like dude, it's about so, molecules. So, but you can't. Yeah, it is. But you can't be. You can't just be like. You can't just be a male. Now you're a cis male. You, like that isn't normal parenting. It's free range parenting. That's a little weird. But that's another. That's just another. I mean, this is all really a, more on the timeline of the anti male like linguistic situation. Like like the concept of a modifier for male or female is like fundamentally absurd. And so when you say cis male as opposed to trans male as if they are equal, it's absurd. And that's the whole point is to is to start make, making people doubt the absolute. You know. But there's, well, that there's no, the, the point is it's not even that it's to, it's to make people doubt that there's normativeness like I don't care like trans people whatever do your thing I, I I've had trans friends go do your thing no problems but like the, the idea that there is no normative identity is is the, is the point right like you talk to someone like well are you cis or trans like well I, I mean I'm a, a male like that's what I am right that, that only means one thing okay well, Sister the idea trans. that there's there's a there's sex and gender completely re- uh, removed from one another and completely unrelated, and that this, you know, it's it's the exception makes the rule has become 
the basis for everything. So any one exception to any rule becomes like everything's a Senate. Nothing's a House of Representatives. Nothing is proportional. Everything's like, well, we found one guy who's a furry. So I guess, you know. <laughs> are you a furry? <laughs> Trans or cis? Yeah. It's like, are you a, exactly? I'm a, I'm are you spayed or neutered? Yeah. Was it Twitch that hired the, the reindeer to do moderation? The deer? Oh, they had this. They had yeah, this man, like woman who identified. Yeah, like, as a, and no one can just be like, "Are we? Are we being lied to here? Like, are we all? Have we all lost our minds? Because no one can argue. One, there's you can't have a point counterpoint well, anymore. That's remember, been invalidated, and that's why you you have to have a debate about whether you have a deer giving support at a at a company ostensibly run by grownups. <laughs> it's like no, we we have to respect this guy who dresses up like a furry. It's what like I, what no, I would you really like, don't. Well, you know, <laughs> this like, is I, fucking ridiculous. You, seem to have a very, you have a valid resume. I really like. What you do, you seem like you have a nice personality, but this is kind of a typing job, and you can't do it with cloven hooves. Mm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a kosher kitchen. We can't allow you here. I'm sorry. You know. like, uh, but the, the company is filled with uh, Jews, and they won't eat you. So that's so there's good. that. But you're gonna have to work. <laughs> you're gonna have to work downstairs outside the arrows. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, can you use a toilet? Do you know how? Like, yeah. that's because I've seen a lot of deer. They don't seem to know. Just leave your pellets over by the trees right. in the parking lot. We're good. <laughs> actually, just put them in this plant, this pot of plant in your yeah, office. Yeah. You know, we want to make accommodations that'll suit you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's actually probably the question. Like, so you you identify as a deer? Do you do you shit the pellets? Yeah, let's let's see. That. <laughs> can I see? That, well, I think well, that would be kind of like asking someone what their disability was. <laughs> like, can I see your feces, <laughs> Mister Deer? <laughs> <laughs> or it, it's it's a green initiative by the company to be more eco friendly, right? That's true. They hire deer now. Yeah. <laughs> what like, you know what? It would be the, the, the I t- funny. I take it all back. I was wrong. The humor. The humorous thing to do would be like if you run a, one of like those reindeer farms is be like, oh, they can get hired, and then like start like bringing your reindeer to Twitch and be like, we're here for an interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all all of Santa's reindeer. This this one here. This is Donner. He's actually behind Rudolph. He's a very talented sled puller. Yeah, so that's, that's what we're calling it these days. <laughs> on another note, on a Bitcoin note, uh, I think Isabella Kaminska, the FT writer, has changed her tune on Bitcoin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She wants to come on in the next couple of weeks and talk about it. Um, so that'll be exciting. I think that'll be great. Like, I, she's, She used to be absolutely anti-Bitcoin, but has since uh, changed her tune. For the reasons, actually, that we talked about earlier, about, like, dissident money and, like, printing and shit like that. Because, you know what? Like, I, honestly, I'm not as bothered by the printing of money uh, just because I don't see the immediate effects of inflation. I'm wondering where they are. Same questions I've always had for libertarians. But I will say we have printed a lot. And if it's ever going to happen, if we're going to debase the currency, this is the moment it's going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, we've the, – the question is not why, you know – why isn't bread $9 a loaf or whatever? Why why aren't eggs $15 a dozen? And that's, you know, the reason is sort of like there's not an infinite scale of demand for those, and we, we subsidize our agriculture, and there is shrinkage going on in terms of like 10-ounce packaging that used to be 12-ounce, that kind of stuff. Um, but most of the money is locked out of the hands of the people who would spend it on, you know, essentials. And so it's financial inflation, it occurs like look at the look at the real estate market in many places x demand you know we have a demand driven boom going on in south florida because a lot of people are moving out of new york and coming here and so we have a real demand boom but 
real estate in general is booming because dollars are cheap when you go to the bank and ask for a pile of them and um, you're doing uh, you're locking up real estate that they can you know you should, go to, you should go to the bank with like a wheelbarrow and be like, I'd like, to, I'd like a bunch of dollar bills, please. Yeah, <laughs> we're not far away. But. Are, are you saying that I should, I should take, uh, I should take out money and and buy Bitcoin with it? Um, is that your financial? I'm not advice? a financial advisor, <laughs> and is this is not advice? a financial podcast. Is that your advice? I want to go to the fans? bank with a wheelbarrow, and so I'm going to. Uh, I do I advise to everyone to go to the bank with a wheelbarrow dressed as a deer. Though. Yeah. I, think that, I think it would be a really. <laughs> and that is. See, this is the kind of thing. Like, why can't that be more creative? Like, if you want to oppose, like. The printing of money, orchestrate a hundred people going to the bank with wheelbarrows, and then call the media. That would be hilarious. Yeah, and and have them all withdraw actual money that they put in there. Like I'm, I'm getting my dollars. Well, does <laughs> does the prescription against giving financial advice on a podcast without a license apply to our furry friends? Like if I just like wanna, if you're a deer, right? If I just want to talk to our furry friends in the audience, can I give them financial advice? I don't know. You ask the SEC. Like yeah. it's a, well, then it's, we'll hold off till we get a, an answer on that. This is a decentralized podcast. I don't own it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the internet. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out how many furries we got in the audience. And I'm just directly we have at me. least one There's furry. at least one. Yeah, we, we know, we, one we know furry. one furry. furry. <laughs> He's a prominent furry. <laughs> uh, prominent in the Bitcoin ecosystem, too. Yeah. 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 Everyone knows him. Do we, is he, he's out as a furry, right? I have no he's idea. He's texting you right now. Uh, <laughs> he might be. He, it's Telegram right there. Oh, there <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's one of those things that's completely open. I'm not sure. I think it, it might be. I'm not, I don't know. He's definitely a gay. Yeah. Well, and that's open. Yeah. He, he did buy a Prius. Yes. So that, like that, 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 yeah. So that's 100% confirmed. Yeah. Do furries drive Priuses? No, gays. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I just like to have a heuristic. I mean, I mean dude, it's like buying a Subaru. Well, you know what's good? <laughs> well, well, hold on here, though. Yeah, we all. The, I haven't laughed this hard in a while. We need to do more. But if you put your if you put your suit in the passenger, you can go HOV if you're a furry. If you put if what? Oh, if yeah. You put your furry costume. <laughs> oh, that's true. Then so maybe there is a core. But you already can go in the HOV with a Prius. Anyway, okay. If so. you are a reindeer owner and your reindeer can get a job at Twitch, if you put the reindeer in the car, can you yeah. drive in the HOV lane? This is a civil rights issue. That's what I think. Yeah. If you declare yourself a reindeer, do you still have civil if rights? If you declare that you have two psychic identities, how can you be forced to drive in the... Why can't you drive in the HOV lane? Well, here's... Here, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, and that's if your psychic question. identity, but like, when you're like, not wearing the suit, is your normal identity... But, but my question is, is if we actually but You have believe, to bring him with you because he's a real person. If these identities that people are claiming are valid, then if someone says they're a reindeer... Can't you capture them and put them on your farm? Well, yeah. Or what if it's deer season? <laughs> <laughs> or it's deer season is a bad thing for them. <laughs> but like you can't. In the, that, that's better for them to be in the city because you can't discharge a weapon. It's right, but it's bad for them because exotic animals aren't subject to season bag limits, and then I can you can get them all year long. I get that, but they, in the city. Right, but as they're soon as they, they cross like four forty one and they're an unincorporated Broward, boom, kabam. <laughs> 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 but I, just, I like, mean, I'm just, you if, know. if we have to if we have to respect these fucking identities, and like, can't you like lasso the person? Like, what are you doing? Well, you're a deer. Oh my god, this deer can talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this I will mean, be a very very special deer. Why don't Why don't we get to, to that phase of, of society? Like, well, we're, you, we're you identify point. as a fucking deer. I'm putting you in the fucking deer cage. Yeah, I've, yeah. right. What better way to acknowledge your identity? You know, right. <laughs> 
How about not letting them on planes if they're not service animals? But it's a good idea. Do you have, sir? Are you are identify you? as a deer? Do you have a service animal? Because uh, <laughs> we define service animals as dogs that are trained to do something. And sorry, we don't allow deer. My dog know. can roll over. So yeah, that's how that she got her certification. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. It isn't. No, she can actually roll over. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah? What is she trained to do? Oh, she's trained to roll over. <laughs> she How does roll that over. help your disability? I'll show you. I'll show. You. I don't have a disability. Well, then she's not a service animal. No, not for me. <laughs> uh, you could like invent a thing that like, well, it's it's good for curing this one disease. If she rolls over, uh, it's good for curing. Yeah, I think we're gonna probably get deerism. a national uh, service animal badge before this is all over because the. The airlines finally pushed back, and they were like, "Fuck this! No more Dude. ostriches and emus and so all this crap." I, I love, I love the extent that people went there. The, the emotional like, support peacock. Everybody's like, "It's uh, like, sir, that's a peacock. It's a support peacock." Yeah, sir, that is that's a horse. That takes up nine seats. You know, it's a support horse. Yeah, I love I love that everybody took advantage of it. It was one of the funniest moments in American history that our kids will never get to experience, right. and like they'll never believe it. Like, yeah, there was a time like you could smoke on airplanes, but then there was this, this even like weirder transition time where you could bring horses on airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> as long as long as they didn't smoke. They, well, yeah, they, they weren't allowed to smoke anymore. Yeah, but you could bring horses on airplanes, and if it lay a big old dookie on the airplane, I mean, guess yeah. we had to clean it up. Not you. It was a horse. Yeah. It was a service horse. Ah, uh, the good old days. The good old days. It's, it's, I was at the um, Murakami Gardens the other day, and they say service animals allowed. And they got into a shouting match with this man and woman who had a dog, and they asked to see, like, what it was trained for. Right. And they couldn't show it, and, like, the two were just so livid. Well, they're, that's what a service animal is. It's, you know, too We bad. know what they're supposed to be, but that's yeah. not what they are. <laughs> No, you're. I mean, an emotional support animal isn't a thing. It's just a thing everyone made up, like the peacocks. But a yeah. service animal is to help someone with a disability. Why don't we just make a thing with called, a task? We should do like compact cars existed. Do you remember that? Yeah. We should have like compact compact parking. We should have spaces. compact like dogs. Just be like we allow compacts and service animals. Like Shih Tzus can go on airplanes. I'd be okay with that. It's really the bigger animals that I was like. People bring on their like Great Danes. He's a service animal. Yeah. I was once on an airplane the week of the Westminster Dog Show in New York. Mm-hmm. Worst experience of my life. Oh, wow. Just a lot of dogs on the Well, they, Did they buy seats? No, they, they put them up in the, the thing, and I didn't know that there were dogs on this. I saw a bunch of them in the Wait, lobby. Wait, they put them in the closed container? Yeah, like up, up in the thing, I believe. No. Yeah, I, don't, I was sleeping. Don't you have to put I, them under the seats? I don't know, so but I was, air? So I was sleeping. I think there's air in those containers. Yeah, but, but if you put them in the uh, overhead. They're little dogs. <laughs> they're yeah, not putting little dogs. Those put... dogs are so expensive. <laughs> there's no way they're putting them in the overhead containers and then closing the, the thing. That's how they sleep. They, like, they're little dogs. It's like putting like, no, things over the their seat. So anyhow, I was sleeping, and I hear, arf, arf, and I was like, oh, someone's got a dog. And, and then, then the whole them. plane erupts into like 100 dogs barking. It was the worst thing I've ever been on. Oh, man. I was amazed. It, like, it was, it was just the worst week to fly. Yeah. That must have been a great-looking crowd of people, too. Dog trainers, that's a look. Oh, well, I was sleeping, so I didn't really look at them. I didn't even notice whether the dogs were up in the thing or on the seats. It's like being in the dour librarian so, so squared... Plane. To the point of the show, Bitcoin's at like thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, it hit forty. Yeah, uh, 
So yeah. ATH. Yeah, that 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 happened. So uh, we should have started the show with that, the, like a butler skit. Oh yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I Jeeves. I uh, I flew my private plane here. Did you? Even though it was only like ten miles. Yeah, that's what you, you do. Know, that's what you do when you when Bitcoin yeah, is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your Cessna. It's in, the, it's in the back parking lot. Yeah. Uh, what's it like being very rich, Sean? <laughs> I don't. I lost all my Bitcoin in a boating accident. In a boating accident. Yeah, in a boating know? accident. Yeah. Same place Dex put his. Mm. I uh, I lost it in your prison wallet. Mm. So. Is that a euphemism? Or could be. Maybe I'll maybe I'll recover it. That sounds very vulgar. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you're opposed to, I, I, or is that a project name? I don't know. You know, you well, it's a prison. It's a wallet. It's like a wallet that you would have in prison. Right. That's what I thought it meant. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Continue. They're, they're adding lightning support to prison wallets. And mixing. Yeah. And mixing. Yeah. Uh, so that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bitcoin is like this has been the weirdest uh, bubble because usually it goes up like 10x mm-hmm. or is it 10x? Yeah, about 10x. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. Like, you, wouldn't you agree about 10x is how high we see it? I guess this is kind of 10x from like where it was like sitting for a while. It was sitting at like 4K and then it slowly started going up. Like between 4 and 10 and then, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because uh, I was trying to remember what happened like the last time. Because uh, I remember, like, we saw 2K. We were like, oh, my God, 2K, and then 3K, and then 4, and then it kind of went, <laughs> yeah. went quickly to 10, and then, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I wonder uh, if it's going to sit here and do its thing or just keep going up, like, linearly. Yeah. It's going to be weird, but I, I could see it going back to, like, 20. Like, yeah. It, it usually does. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, Bitcoiners are looking at their wealth right now, like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh, <laughs> it goes back down. Yeah. Well, it's also well, I mean, like it's a good time to you know take unload off the table if you're a long term holder for God's sakes. Because if you don't, if you think it's just, only or, going to 100 from here, or you can keep it in. Yeah, ride, ride it, ride or die. Yeah. What's uh, what like uh, put it all in black? Don't and then throw your let hard it ride. drive away. Mm-hmm. I let guess. it ride. Uh, I don't. Yeah, don't well, throw your hard drive away. But most people don't have it on hard drives anymore. No, it's, there was a story about this guy who the threw out his hard drive and yeah. w- wants to give the city $72 million so traipse around the dump looking for it because it has mm. 7,200 bitcoins in it or something. I'd let him do it. Yeah, why not? It's like, like a finder's fee. It, What's it the biggest, so if he signs a release, like if he get, you know gets buried under a thing of trash, he holds the city the, harmless. The worst, way shit, to, right? worst way to die? Drowning in literal trash? Mm. Looking for bitcoin? <laughs> well, that's that's cool. Well, the that makes it. That, that, that makes it. That makes it. Well, he's got two hundred fifty-nine million dollars on this hard drive, and he's willing to cut the city in for a quarter of it. That seems fair. Yeah, the city should be like, "Fuck yeah, go go have." Do you need a helmet? Yeah, like, let's. <laughs> you know what we'll do is we'll start dumping over there. Yeah, we'll really, Lars's really. House. Like, we're gonna take the plat that you know for next year's we'll expansion. Hire, we'll, we'll only <laughs> so you know that that's new trash. You just go over here. Yeah, that's around that area totally. is where it would have been. Yeah, just do it there. Dig, move it over here, and then we'll come back. For like when you're done, yeah. you know, if you, when you find it, yeah, I'd be a okay with that. I would like if I were the city, I'd be like absolutely. Yeah, it's a really cheap lottery ticket that has pretty damn good you're, you're odds. Do, if you find you're you're going to do like ten years worth of taxes to us or twenty years worth of taxes to us yeah. in like one go. Absolutely, yeah. But if you don't pay us, we're fucking you up. Yeah, you're still paying for us to take the trash from absolutely. zone two and put it back in zone one absolutely. when you're done. We we often talk about the uh, when the institutional investors are coming in. Do you think that's 
I, I think it's happening. I mean, I think it's happening quietly. Mm. I think well, the Winklevoss have a great tweet they're so on that. so quiet when they start, you know, grayscale is a thing, you know. They've, they've mm-hmm. Grayscale's been here forever. I mean. Yeah, but it hasn't had this much AUM forever, right? What's AUM? Assets under management. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Um. Yeah, the uh, the mayor of Miami said that he would consider putting some of the There's city's treasuries in, into Bitcoin. In, yeah, what a what, what a bad idea. What's funny is how it's how they're going to Miami always it. has a genius for me. Yeah, that's a constant well, in the universe. Honestly, well, maybe everybody it's a good loves idea. him right Big, now. Like, good but countries like North Korea are doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. What happens when I've always asked Roger Veer this? The libertarian fantasy is that taking control of money away mm-hmm. from government ends war. And then I go, well, what do you do when North Korea has a majority of the money that you invented? <laughs> you kill them. And Venezuela. <laughs> like, the two nations that have the most Bitcoin are Venezuela and North Korea. Okay. Like, let's go libertarian anti-war fantasy. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Because that, that is not going to end war. And that's all based on a book, uh, the the Jekyll Island book. You know what would totally end war is putting libertarians in charge of everything. Oh yeah, libertarians, wouldn't that just just end yeah, war? No, libertarians. Uh, what I love about libertarians is they really, really want to like be part of the Illuminati. That's like their biggest dream, is to be invited to Bilderberg. They're like, so they can say no. Well, no, they they want to be. They they say that to you, but then they're like, I've seen it so many times. And it, what happens with all libertarians? Are like, um, so like, hey, hey, uh, libertarian man, would you like to go to to Bilderberg? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, yes, yes. And they go. They love it. They're so happy. Like, remember, like, uh, Bruce Fenton Fenton's uh, whole <laughs> Satoshi roundtable? They're he's like, trying to, like, make, like, a Bitcoin. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess now that uh, we're the Illuminati, uh, we're going to have to make our own little Illuminati playground. And we're going to have the Satoshi roundtable. That is secret, by the way. <laughs> And, like, they did it. He has, like, a suit of armor outside. It's a cartoon, you know. Did you have any secret societies in your college? Absolutely. Kind of I created one. And... Don't tell anybody. I created one. And uh, and I did it as an ironic joke uh, to the actual secret society that existed on, on campus. We made a, 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 a crest. It's a good first start. We made a crest. Yeah. And the crest at the very top had two stags. Uh, if you looked closely, they were having butt sex. So it was the whole thing was like a play on secrets. Yeah, you really got a lot of furry premonitions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you know though? It didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it has a real, you know, that's a shame. It is a shame. It could have been great. It, it seems we, like it has all the elements necessary for traction in a secret society. Let me let me tell you what 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 happened. Did you get any of those nice blazer patches made? No, those would be gay. Um, oh come on! Unlike stags having butt sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you need custom buttons and a little blazer patch, and then you really could have done it. You really, that's probably why you didn't last. You know why it didn't last is is because uh, the next group of people that came in didn't understand that it was a joke, and they took it very seriously. Did they look at your logo? They they they, they didn't understand it was a joke. They couldn't be funny about it, so they like they did. And all, what year was this? You know, back in the day. 1982. I'm just run. I'm just trying to figure out where it lays on our master 19, unified theory. Of, yeah, back in the day. 
Huh. Yeah, the, the next group couldn't couldn't do the joke. They didn't understand it was a joke. There's a hard cutoff generationally. It's like they they they're missing a part of the brain necessary. They can't, they for, can't fucking laugh. Yeah, they can't do humor. They can't. You know what? You know what's interesting is that they literally cannot do uh, uh, sardonic sar- mischief, uh, sarcasm. Yeah, they they do not un- like. They would read a modest proposal, and they'd be like, "We Why? shouldn't eat babies. We, should, we shouldn't eat. Rush- we shouldn't eat Irish babies." And this is absolutely a, a tale of the patriarchy. This disgusting tale. Like it's sarcasm. What's that? It's a joke. Yeah. Why would anyone write this as a joke? They're hurting people. Like, dude, what the fuck? They, we, they can't do it. They can't we, with do apologies sarcasm. to our listeners from poll, maybe that just the whole generation's autistic. Literally. <laughs> oh, it's because they had vaccines. Yeah. Mm. Do, do they had Ooh, d- the chickenpox vaccine. That's it. That is the cutoff. That is, yeah. Because I, I, I didn't get it. The chickenpox vaccine, that's it, true. It had recently Good come point. out. Aha! Yeah. Aha! Taste the soup. Sean finds it out. That's, We're on that's to something. Well, recently, because I... I so it's not the mercury. It's just I, you need to get chickenpox to our, not be people to my, get sarcasm. People my age, that you see people, you know, people who got it, people who didn't get it. <laughs> How could you joke about such a thing? Oh, you've never Do you had chickenpox. How many people pox, died of pox? <laughs> you know what I have? Oh, you, you're because you, yeah, you're because I was born in the you're 50s. in the third world or shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to do that to Americans who know anything like. Yeah, you tell me the yeah, you're like, like guess you're how like, old oh, I wow, am? Wow, you were born in like 1976. Wow, you're fucking fifty Man. five. <laughs> my, my favorite, my favorite thing to do is to correct people when they tell me uh, the years of smallpox eradication. Right, because yeah, they mean here. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Do you know when it was eradicated? Are we saying eradicated meaning when the Russians t- burned their copy? Oh my God, conspiracists! This one. I don't know. That. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, do you know what? Do you know what eradicated means? <laughs> like, d- like definitively? Nope. Okay. Nope. So, eradication means that it has not appeared anywhere. In uh, natural form, on the Earth for three years. Okay. So the last case of naturally occurring smallpox Can would I have guess? been eighties. No. Do you know? No. Nineteen seventy-six. Fuck! Oh. I was going to say something so close to that. It would have every made me single seem smart. every single textbook I've ever seen says that the eradication that it was declared eradicated in nineteen eighty, and that is in fact what the CDC's website says. And I love this because I've talked to doctors. I, I mean, I, I, was, I originally went to college to do virology. That was originally what I went to college for. I was going to be a biochem major and then go do virology. And, uh, and viruses are like an absolute passion of mine. So 1976 was the, final, the last naturally occurring case. 1979, it was declared eradicated. For some fucking reason, every goddamn source on the planet says 1980. Well, because they had a meeting and they all decided it had been eradicated. Uh, yeah, I guess. They, like, <laughs> but, gaveled it in in 1980 like, I, 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 would, I loved doing this in college because, like, people would read the chapter on smallpox. It's the only disease that's ever been eradicated. And they'd be like, it was eradicated in 1980. I'm like, no, 1979. And, and then they'd be like, no, dude, my, my textbook says 1980. Like, your textbook is wrong. And then they'd go look it up and they'd be like, oh, my God, it is 1979. <laughs> Which, you know, to the point, uh, the, gel, the gel man... Yes. Amnesia effect? Yes. Hmm. Alas. Oh, this show is so stupid, man. This is what happens when McLean's way up. Hmm. Nothing to talk about. But the IDW. Well, I mean, I think the we've given something to the ages, you know, that we've determined that if you've never had chicken pox, 
you can't understand sarcasm. I think that's actually that's that might hard actually science. be a, that that might be an important heuristic going forward. To be honest, <laughs> because if you've been vaccinated against it, you've never had it. Is that really unlike a newer vaccines, where apparently you can get the va- the disease? Yeah, but you, you but we used to have a success metric for vaccines like it prevents the disease. <laughs> yeah, but we the, don't have that anymore. Apparently, then the, then the flu vaccine happened. Right. So yeah, you know, no, but I I, I I'm a big fan of vaccines. Big fan. Like them a lot. You're, you're pro vaccine. I'm pro vaccine. Yeah. You're not anti. Not anti vax. Mm-hmm. You are now. Uh, uh no, no, yeah, no. There, there, there's a coming like giant. Def- you're going to have to be anti-vax. I, you might. Someone might declare me anti-vax, but I because you're disagreeable, so you're going to have to be labeled as an anti-vaxer and sent to I, the I happy just think camp. It's, I, yeah, well, I am disagreeable. Yeah. I, I, I dude, I, I think that the solution to a lot of this, I, we talked about this this week. I think that like resolution on this shit is too high, and I think that's what's breaking everybody. Is that like we are literally looking at news minute to minute. Fucking minute, to, and I, I think that whole generation has like literally lived the minute by minute news cycle, and I don't know how you live like that. Yeah, I think someone's we, live streaming a school shooting. Someone's live streaming the breaking into the Capitol. Someone's live streaming a robbery. Someone just committed suicide on Facebook. Right. It's permanent. Pass you know. the neutrality, or the whole internet's going go to go to shit. It's like the moving of like crisis to crisis used to be like I don't know monthly. Now it's like every four minutes you have a new crisis. Yeah, it's a perpetual anxiety state. No, no one can ever right. concentrate. Nobody remembers that last year everyone cared about straws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened to that? I haven't heard anybody tell me about how I need to have a plastic straw. Meanwhile, I still get one here in Deerfield. Everyone knows that here. <laughs> they see have my tweets. They know where we are. <laughs> no, the um, no. I mean, like, do you know that we uh, a lot of these places are uh, have suspended that for COVID? Actually, the plastic straws. Yeah, it's it's because or there's the paper this because they have to give too many. Like, what's no, no, because um, COVID's on because plastic straws. When they went through that whole thing, like, had to be exempted for nursing homes and this and that and the other thing. And now, while while everyone switched to takeout, they can't really ascertain whether or not the person receiving it at home is handicapped and, oh. he, and needs a straw so they they can't enforce this for a title take. title fucking 9 mm. because the idea is if you're, I'm picking up you know takeout from my grandmother and she can only use a plastic straw cuz that's what she needs and we're out of them and you're denying them to me or something mm. I, I just I, like the the amount of passion that everyone enters every debate with nowadays is just utter stupidity and the other thing that's really interesting to me is that every like every time there's a, a crisis a week later, there's, like, a Kickstarter fundraiser for, like, the solution. So the plastic straw thing, someone came up with, like, a metal straw you can break down. No one's bought one, mm-hmm. but everyone funded it. Right, and it <laughs> seems like a really dangerous implement to stick in your mouth. It's like a tooth chip waiting I was, to I was going to say, I bought a metal straw mainly because I knew they were going to go away. Stick in your prison wallet? And, and I, I tr- it, was too, it was thin enough to get up there, but it wasn't, like, it didn't do anything for Squeaky. me. Squeaky. Wouldn't, like, uh, stimulate the prostate. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> I bought this metal straw, and every time I'd go to do it, I'd be like, chip, 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 right on my tooth. Yeah, it's like, going to work. <laughs> you don't realize how bad your aim is until you have a metal straw. And it's like, fuck, ow. Yeah. And then, the, oh, and then there was that lady who died on the metal straw. Are you kidding? No. You don't know about this? Fucks up that Kickstarter. She, she fell on her metal straw. Come on. No lies. 
I think like, she was English, which, which explains that. That explains everything. <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> I knew that to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, but the, I'm racist uh, ever, ever, the limeys. The the minute by minute news cycle. Fucking every minute. And everybody coming everybody like one week caring about something that they've I, never I decided, heard of, that they've never heard of before and decided that this is now the most important issue. Well, in the world. You know what you know and what it does a, you know what it breaks? Phenomenon. Do you know what it breaks the minute by minute news cycle is mm-hmm. is the ability of people to work on issues long term. Like you you need an attention span to build a business. You need an attention span to like have a passion and pursue it. Mm-hmm. You need an attention span to like build a hobby, right? So if you know, if every week the attention is on this new crisis, like first of all, how can you even want to like build a business to solve a problem? Because every week the, the problem that needs solving is different. Like you can't. People aren't solving small issues. Like they can't see the small issues anymore because the myopia of the minute to minute is so difficult to escape from and, and it's just anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bet everyone's brain is just utterly like filled with like well, how, how often do you get away from like electronic media? Dude, I've been proposing that like, like, do you, do you, every like, Saturday I want to put my phone down and not even use can, it. Can I, an hour before I go to bed, I just, just read physical books i get away from it all and, and i feel like i sleep better i've only like been it's buying a, it's a nice like getting like it, it's clear it's clear that there you needed to like not yeah, be yeah. absorbing so much the other thing even, is even if you're doing something productive like it's just screen right. switching like i've been trying to decomplicate how many devices i even use like mm-hmm. my phone i'm just taking the email off of it i'm just i'm just like look i have a email for the computer yeah and it's like the phone you need a map you need you know your delivery dudes or whatever and your wallet apps but the rest of it forget it i de-googled i de-googled my phone and it doesn't work and it's the greatest thing i ever did <laughs> yeah like it, it barely works as a phone but the yeah. thing it's, is it's is like, it's tablets, like oh they can't hear you sorry god oh my you know you pay a lot of money for a can't phone games on and it. it's yeah. if, if you think about it it's like the tablet's a better tool for almost anything a phone does and then your your computer's a way better tool and then you just got to be like, look, why am I using four devices to do the same thing? And then you're checking email on every device. It right. just drives you insane. Or you're getting the alerts on every device, too. Oh, like, God. Bing, Turn bing, all bing, the bing, alerts bing. in your life off, mm. including your ringer. That's, that's like the first tip. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that's, I, I mean, called you. I don't know. Well, you got voicemail like 90. You would have got I it don't. if I heard I got, the ringer. I got rid of voicemail. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, are you the phone without any voicemail? Yes, that's, that's pretty common actually these days. Well, you can't. But why isn't there a selection to like not have it go to voicemail? Just like boop. Instead of like, I don't want the whole world to know that I was like not setting it up on yeah, purpose. Yeah, well, that that becomes like, is this the right number? But if you're not leaving a message, you don't really care. Like but, my messages, I wish if I could leave a message and not have it go to voicemail. I'd be like, yeah. hi, uh, this is Joshua. I have on my this phone. This is Josh's phone. Please text me. I've, I don't have yeah. voicemail set up. I've, that's, I've what, got, that's what everyone's. I, I would like that, in. but instead, like it's now you set up your voicemail. Yeah. Now that you put that message on there, and that's just another fucking alert that I have to like. You have four hundred sixty-seven <laughs> voicemails in your inbox. Right. Hmm. So I don't want that because that number annoys me. Everything like causes anxiety for everybody. So like I just want to like I got rid of voicemail. I got rid of everything. I wanted to go to like a burner phone, which I may still do. I might just like go buy a fucking burner phone from Walmart. I've known a lot of people who tried that, and then in, invariably you get very frustrated with the fact that the the form factor just sucks, and they 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 suck as phones too. Like the speaker sucks. So. Well, I went I went to Verizon to get a flip phone, and they were like, "Oh, we have only one. It's this one." And like they pull it out, it's a smart flip phone. Right. 
they're they're um I remember when they rolled out the three G phones and those disappeared. I think I might have a four G flip phone I can give you. I'm in. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, I'm it's in. like a Samsung too. I'd be totally in. It might be a little smart, but it's not very smart. I don't want it to be smart it's at all. It's mostly dumb. Mostly dumb. I'm moving that way, like car too. I think I want to get like a non GPS, no like computers in the car car. Mm. Like maybe a 1991 uh, Pontiac Volkswagen. Oh, you'll regret that. Volkswagen TDI. <laughs> that, that you'll regret less than a 91 Pontiac. You're gonna have to be a classic I had a, car I had a, I had a 1991 Plymouth Horizon. Oh wow. That's a keeper. Yeah, I uh, we sold it for a hundred dollars. I remember that you got a good deal. And the <laughs> and <laughs> you didn't have to pay to take it away. And then the, you no, win. the person the person who bought it had to scrap it because <laughs> I guess the chassis or something uh, was bent <laughs> in the middle. But yeah, I had I had a, that was the was same it just as, from you sitting in it? Uh, I wasn't fat back then. I was very thin. I was I was one sixty. I fit in a size five skirt. What about a furry costume? What size deer suit? <laughs> size five female deer suit would okay. have been the same. Yeah. yeah, I had a twenty-eight inch waist. Wow. Yeah, I was very thin. Did you wear a lot of ballerina outfits? Yes. Yeah, ballerina, ballerino outfits. Yeah. But yeah, uh, do we talk about Bitcoin at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. No, there's not much, dude. The, the, Oh, we haven't touched on the capital thing, which again, it was I, I paid for with Bitcoin. Yeah, that's true. I would I would say like the thing I think the thing that is weird about today's episode is that there's a lot of shit that happened politically in the U.S. that I think everyone wants us to comment on. We've been asked by a lot of people to do it, um, and it's not entirely related to Bitcoin. I think we have to get it out of our system, and then and then we can go back to not giving a fuck about politics and just do Bitcoin shit again. Mm-hmm. But. Did you did you watch the Capitol siege, as they're calling it? Uh, a little, you know, a little bit. I mean, it was, it, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, were you, were you laughing as hard as I was at it? Well, I at the time I was watching, it was still pretty tame looking, and it was at the point when people were walking inside the velvet ropes, yeah. and then they had the, you know, the the C-SPAN had a very sanitized feed, and I think the the violence was actually pretty contained Aggressive. in one yeah. area. And so most of the footage coming in was very, you know, pretty pretty normal looking and not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then there was this one area where shit was going down. Which, and which by the way, later, explains, those... explains why cops were, like, taking selfies and stuff like that. They right. probably didn't know that there was a, a shit ton of violence happening Yeah, and over this hysterical area. revisionist kind of, like, viewpoints on but the it. whole thing is just was like an explosion. Yeah. Well, the FBI comes out today and says, look, we have evidence that it was pre-planned. And it's like, oh, so you impeach Trump for what exactly? Right. Did he plan it? Well, if, if he did, then okay, that's impeachable. But did he plan it? And they're like, well, no. Okay, oh, okay. so then so he didn't incite what it. are you... It was pre-planned. <laughs> and, and, and some number of people penetrated the Capitol, like, first gate 20 minutes before Trump was done speaking. So that also is like, okay, well, go to the tape. It's timestamped. When did he say, let's go there and show him? If he said that after and they were already there doing this, like he's completely exonerated. Listen, if they impeach, they've impeached him. There will be a Senate trial. The Senate has the option to just say to hell with this and not hear it. And it will be the Democratic Congress. And if they give Trump I mean, like, listen, you're going to control Donald Trump by giving him more attention 
You really think well, this that's... is the point about the video game earlier? Like, are we just going to be playing Donald Trump 2.0 Nazi wait, Returns? Wait, are you going to give the first two to three weeks of the Senate calendar to the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump that he will get to introduce evidence and likely beat you because you're a bunch of hysterical children who had like the impeachment articles are stupid and like they might dis- and then separately they don't have 67 votes even in the new Congress. So they're going to get like 63 and then it's all going to, they're going to lose whatever momentum. I mean, I think frankly, the Republicans should encourage this just so they chew 20 days off the Senate calendar, which will prevent them from passing legislation. The first hundred days thing is a a thing that everyone says matters. Right. It's all about establishing momentum, but maybe they're really. Well, the Republicans just got to go into the same, they'll go into the same thing that the Democrats are doing. Like, you know, instead of this, we could be working on legislation to lower Medicare costs, and we could we'd be working on legislation yeah. to blah 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 blah, and just like you know, I, I I anticipate like a weird amount of obstruction that is nothing like the the theatrical obstruction I saw during the the fucking Democrats, where they would all get up and have exactly the same speech prepared. I've never seen anything like that during the what? last four years. Oh, just in general, yeah, yeah, like at Kavanaugh, like you know, the Kavanaugh hearings, like. They all gave the same speech, every one of them. Well, I just don't think that we can do this until the FBI has taken a look at the investigation and blah, blah, blah. Well, I just don't think we can move forward without the FBI the same, looking at the investigation. It's, it's this cultural imprint we've been talking about the whole episode. Like, it's these people believe that if you just re- – it's it's just basic They're propaganda. Right, though. Like, you hear it. Like, I go outside. I'm like, well, you know, I don't think that we can go forward if the FBI doesn't investigate. It's like, what? <laughs> what? It's, it's Did weird. you have that thought? <laughs> Was that your original thought? No, no, no. Obviously, they're right about its effect on the society. What I mean is that this is the it's, House and Senate of the United States. Like, this is literally a debating society. No, you're right. This is, uh, <laughs> what do you call it, hamster all over again? Hamster-based yeah. hamster Hamster propaganda. prison wallet. That's the episode title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the South Park did an episode about that. Yeah. Although I don't remember it. You don't? The ha- hamster? Yeah, a hamster goes into Mr. Garrison's butt. I remember that. but The uh, whole episode is him getting out. Like, he's trying to find his way out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the gear butt amnesia. Was it his butt or was it Mr. Slave's butt? Because uh, he doesn't remember it. I, 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 think it was, I think it was Mr. Garrison's. Mr. Garrison's. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It might have been Slave's. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen that show in so long. Mr. Slave. Is that, still, is that show still happening? I think it is. I've heard it's uh, not not bad, but I, don't, I haven't seen anything new. Oh, and the Twitter suspensions. So Red Scare, uh, my new favorite podcast, lost their Twitter account, right? Right. And Twitter's been going fucking nuts. Well, that's because of a, a lot of uh, of banning Trump and a lot of other stuff. Well, like, I, I enjoy it. Like the Q tard stuff is funny because the right doesn't give a fuck about the Q shit, right? And I'm I'm confused as to how this Q stuff has become like believed to be a right wing conspiracy when so many of the people that I have found being trapped in the Q cycle are they're not they're not former Republicans. I hate to say that. Well, I feel like there's more people trapped in reacting to Q as if it's a, a, a imminent threat than there are people who believe in it. Well, I mean, have you? Yeah, but have you seen? Have you remember the five G causes Corona shit? That was brilliant. It was it was absolutely brilliant. But like, I saw you know you you saw who was it was Instagram models that were promoting that. 
It wasn't like that's honestly one of the more Americans. It was it was fucking like liberal and apolitical Instagram models. That was one of the more frightening ones, though, because like at least like with anti-vaxxers, like there's anecdotal evidence that they're wrong about citing, but it's like at least a rational framework. Oh, my friend, this happened to him. It's because of the vaccine. Okay, it's not, but whatever. But with 5G and Corona, it's like it's fucking tinfoil batshit crazy stuff. Well, but Q's Q's just like, hey, there's a guy and he's telling you secrets. It's a giant LARP. The problem is that people thought the Corona and and 5G thing is is another level of like, hey, how ignorant are people to like, you know, it's like. How many people can we get to believe this? Truly fantastical magic thinking. But I think it's amazing that we've, we've watched in America this breakdown of like the idea that. Believing in conspiracies is viewed as a Republican thing, and believing in not conspiracies is believed to be liberal, right? So the other day I'm watching a 60 Minutes interview with Nancy Pelosi about the Capitol thing. And what, what does she say? She's like, these people, they're conspiracists. They believe in conspiracies. And Donald Trump, you know, he incited them to violence. And I don't know why he's doing it, but I'm pretty sure it's because Putin has something on him. And I'm like, wait, so they're conspiracists inciting him to violence. And your response to that is to cite a conspiracy that we have proven already to be false, but that the, and the that, left and believes. And that further documentation was released the same day she said this and that she wasn't privy to. That, really? Yeah, like he's declassified a bunch of stuff that that is going to make her not look smart. That's What, 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 what was... I know the Obamagate, some of the Obamagate stuff was declassified. Yeah, well, a lot of the, um, the, the stuff regarding what the FBI did and didn't do factually um, vis-a-vis Hillary's emails and right. the genesis of Russiagate in general. That's right. I wanted to see that today because I know that a lot of stuff came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, I just think it's interesting because, like, the left has its own conspiracies that you never hear about. They're leftist, like, Q-based oh, You hear about them all things. the time. What are you talking about? Well, the, the labor theory of value? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, that is that is quite the sophisticated <laughs> joke, actually. Uh, but there's there's a conspiracies that they believe, which are hilarious, um, and then there's a conspiracies that like you know get the right wingers. But like for example, anti-vax, it's viewed as a conservative conspiracy at this point. Yeah, but it's it's yoga, fucking yoga moms. It started in like California. Yeah, it's like you know, it was like Gwyneth Paltrow, conservative female Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, people say that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I do, I find it the whole conspiracy thing, and like the other thing is that the left seems bent in America on uh, doing the thing that conservative conspiracists conspiracize about, like the oh, they're just you know the corporations are against us, and you know we know that because they kick us off Twitter, so then like that's not true, and so, kick them off Twitter. You got to get them off. They're conspiracizing, so they get kicked off Twitter, and they're like, see, and then they're right. I didn't listen to it, but today, um. Apparently, O'Keefe released, uh, or yesterday rather, O'Keefe released a Twitter Insider recording of Jack basically laying it out as a censorship thing. Like, planned. yeah, he's, he says it straight up. He goes, uh, and I, I listened to it. He goes, uh, "We're focused on one account right now, but that doesn't mean that this ends today. It's going to go long into the future. Like for a long time, we're going to be dealing with this." But was it? I mean, you know, like it's, selective it's a typical editing. Or, it wasn't or, selective editing, I don't think, but it was typical O'Keefe, where like the, the smoking gun is like half there, right? 
He doesn't say like we are. Well, we are committed to censoring conservatives. Yeah, because he's he's a little. He's also talking histrionic. To, that one always. Well, you get like we have proof that that Twitter is uh, organizing a systematic campaign to ban conservatives. You go listeners like we are. Uh, we are really concerned about the real world violence that this uh, language causes, and we are going to. Uh, continue monitoring that and uh, making sure that we uh, continue to look at that f- from now on until the future. You know, like uh, okay, I mean, like I agree that that is what he's saying, but it's it's not going to convince. Well, Jack anybody. doesn't make any of these calls anyway. It's all vagina, <laughs> vagina god. Yeah, whatever her name is, vagina god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I want to stand outside Twitter just with a sign that says vagina god. <laughs> Wait, what's your last name? Gade. God. Yeah. Vagina god. That's vagina right. god. <laughs> I just see her with like a bunch of arms. Oh my god, <laughs> that's racist. Uh, now do Kamala. <laughs> I just see her there with a bunch of arms yeah. and a lot of and a lot of uh, snakes in her. A hair. lot of low top Chuck Taylors. There's a lot of snakes in her hair. <laughs> I saw that that she was on Vogue. I, I think it's just I, I can't I can't get over the fact that we had. How a, are a we first to believe lady. that she didn't approve the pictures? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's how Vogue works with. These kind of people. I just really like the idea of. Uh, what, what, did you see? I didn't see the pictures, but I. It's just her hanging out, and she's wearing Chuck Taylor low well, tops, and it's shot this, from what, a down angle. I don't know. There's lots of was things. Was it like a lot of cleavage? What was the scandal? No, it was just she didn't. It didn't look like a Vogue cover, honestly. It looked like it looked like they took a freaking like paparazzi it's, shot and fucking alpha did and stuck it on the cover. That's probably. They were like, oh, we don't like this one, and then she picked it, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> or or right, they or was, they make it seem wasn't like there it's a an photo accident. Shoot, actually, like, actually like, I'm sure I'm sure some know. of those weren't great. And she looked through them and she's like, "Here's the the worst one. Do this." And one. then she complained post hoc about it anyway. I, I really well, I, I'm sure that she got complained because like maybe, maybe it was a George Bush versus Reagan move. The whole event also makes her more relatable. This like, is it, my microphone. I feel like it's right. a yeah, like it. Uh, it, ma- it makes her for it this makes, microphone. It, it makes her more relatable for that like female middle aged demographic. She complains a lot. Like she oh. The, the more casual pictures I was in got out, released accidentally. Dude, I, I just think it's hilarious that we had a literal supermodel as the first and they lady of the to United States. on a single fucking cover. <laughs> as the first lady of the United States for four years. And she, like, re- they, they would not put her in any fashion magazines. And they're like, look at her hideous fashion. Oh my God. What a disgusting bitch. And then, like, Kamala She, like, Harris. rolls out of bed in, like, Valentino. <laughs> right. And then, meanwhile, we got to listen. We like, had to listen like, to Michelle. Harris, like, Michelle Obama's <laughs> J. Crew selection was, like, haute couture. I wear J. Crew and Converse sneakers. And you're like, I'm on Vogue. And you're like, okay, all right, something weird's happening here. Yeah. Something weird's. The conservatives have been banned from the cover of Vogue. Just like Twitter. Well, what about Teen Vogue in general? Like the the stories that they promote and run with, it's insane. Yeah. Like, have you paid attention to like the uh, Teen oh, Voguing I, oh, of the? No, I was. I, the narrative. I, I did. I did stop my Teen Vogue subscription about a year and a half ago, though. So I haven't gotten it recently. But what mm. are you talking about? <laughs> I'll bring some. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something changed since I was subscribing, but you know. I won't be able to do it from memory. We'll we'll, we'll, sh- we'll call that show prep for next time. Like I get like the idea of like having a bunch of teen vogues out here. It's like, uh, Sean, why don't you look at this one? Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's weird. That's a win right there. That if is we're a doing win. it. All right. Anything else? Anything big? Are we being invaded by China? Oh, last thing. There are twenty thousand troops in in DC. Thirty. Thirty thousand troops. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. What the fuck? 
Are they social distancing? They're not even having an inauguration. They are, they are literally social distance. I saw a video today. They're they're all like six feet apart. Sleeping on the floor. Uh, that they were not social distance during. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And uh, like, what what do you? I feel like something weird is going to happen again. Uh, dude, I I feel like there's a threat that we don't know about that they've heard about. I I don't think so. Yeah, I, the FBI said if, storm all the state capitals. It, right. That's right. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. they, they did yeah. it with like, a Chinese like, color scheme, complete John, with three John, yellow stars. And John's it's like, at the, seriously? John's at the headquarters. He's like, let's storm all the capitals. And he goes to his boss. He's like, hey, uh, Frank, look what I just found on 4chan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That says it's Meanwhile, to, every, the IP that it's posted from is here. We got a rogue. They're spoofing us. <laughs> they're spoofing us. <laughs> That's what 4chan should do is make every single post from Langley. <laughs> Not like Langley IP. <laughs> That should be the new the it new captcha. Fucking great. <laughs> Posted from. Yeah, that's the new captcha. Instead of like you know to post, you got to spoof the right IP. To I, I think post. that's fucking hilarious. Like mm. in order to get in there, you have to be a VPNing from Langley. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then Langley would have to set up the VPN so everyone could still post, so they could you know monitor where it came from. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the people who don't know how to do what we're talking about. Yeah, and then, well, that's what you do. Is anyone actually from Langley? Yeah. They get a special like green mark or something. No, but like I, I do think I do think it's the, the something weird is happening there. Twenty thousand troops is a thirty thousand troops is a little excessive. Mass hysteria has taken over. I mean, it's not untrue. But is it's, this the be, like? I, what I'm wondering is, do the troops go home after this, or is this the beginning of something? Listen, there's no one coming to the inauguration. It's going to be a Zoom inauguration. So the problem is that... What, what are they worried about? Someone's going to tip over the Washington Monument? Listen... Because Black the, Lives Matter was literally threatening to do that these, like six months y- ago. Yeah, well, just like Guam. Um, tipping over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite quote ever. The, the, the thing is, is the inauguration is going to be, you know, they worry about optics, these people is going to be Joe Biden looking like he's sundowning. A dictator? No, no, he's an Alzheimer's guy sundowning, like looking out confused amongst nothing but troops and then like a couple of stands worth of insiders. Here's, here's and my, just nothing but troops. It's here, like, and they're going to be like, hey, also. it's America. They're going to take it as a matter of fact. They're going to say this was the biggest inauguration ever, and they're going to use online numbers to prove it. And then... Trump will come out and say mine was bigger based on online numbers because that was why he claimed he to have the biggest inauguration ever. Right. It was because of online numbers, which, in fact, would have made it the biggest inauguration ever. And the media took it as, well, the crowd was smaller. He's like, no, online numbers. That was what they were claiming. We're, we're, um, so anytime I see one of these Biden events, like from before, like the, the – People, the viewership is insanely low on like his gonna YouTube call this, channel. He, he's going to get like four million people to view it. I, I don't know how many Trump had, but Trump had like. 10 well, someone million. At, someone at Google just needs to go into the database and go click and. There's going to be zero. people literally monitoring it though, and like they won't do that. I don't think. I think why gonna, not? Because nobody will pay attention. The entire goal here is to claim it was the biggest inauguration ever. They're going to do it through a Zoom call. Why is that such a big deal? I don't know, but they made it. Like, this is the thing. I'll talk to people like, Trump lies all the time. Like, give me an example of a lie. Well, he said he had the biggest inauguration ever. Is that really the lie that you care about? Like, that's that's the hill you're going to die on? Yeah, you don't know what puffery is? Like, (laughs) true or not? Like, I, I mean, how do you know it's false? Like, what was he talking about? Was it crowd size? Was it online, you know, watching size? Because, like... 
I'll bet you he did, in fact, have the most people watch his inauguration. Who gives a ever. fuck? Like, I mean, why do you, why do you after care about- four years of watching these people abreact nonstop from the pussy hat march to trying to impeach him three days after he was in office. Like, why do you, like, why do you like, care about that? They're crazy. Do, like, do, you really think, do you really think that's an example of a big lie? Well, if he tells little lies, he'll tell big lies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. So watch this. Like, there, who funded be, ISIS, Obama? Yeah, who funded ISIS? They want to talk about lies that matter well, or and, lies and that are big? Obama and McCain. Um... But like, who's in hell? Who's in hell? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? He goes, Trump. Alex Jones. Alex Jones said that. <laughs> John, John McCain, who funded ISIS and is in hell. <laughs> God, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, they're going to claim. I, I guarantee you, we're going to see a weird parallelism of the lies that they 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 claim Trump told, and they're going to start ticking down them. And just telling the same lie, and you're going to have the same people that were very concerned about Trump telling that lie repeat the fucking lie to you and not be concerned at all. So it'll be like whether it's true. So I guarantee you in a few days, Joe Biden will have had the biggest inauguration ever. It will be repeated at nauseum, mm-hmm. like you'll never believe. And it'll be like, the, the, like, remember when he had the biggest inauguration ever? And then they're going to start ticking down all the lies that they gave a fuck about with Trump. They're going to tell the same lie, but about Joe Biden. And then I'm going to have to sit there and listen to people like Peter McCormick tell me that like Trump is the biggest lying person in the world. And they're like, "Fuck you, man! Like you, you like th- this is all propaganda. It's fucked up, and I I can't believe people accept it because it's so obvious. Not th- again. Not that I give a fuck about Trump. Well, yeah, the the dire." Th- consequences for it's, all of us are that nobody is informed it's the fucking suffering of fools that i'm sick of just like sitting there like okay now i have to listen to you tell me about how joe biden had the largest inauguration ever well, well um what, what was what's that based on he had nobody at his inauguration well it's online numbers oh what were trump's online numbers well that doesn't matter oh okay it doesn't matter i see can we talk about it no okay you're mean okay all right you're a Nazi. Yeah, like it's the fucking suffering of fools. That's that's a thing that really like I, I can't handle. Alas. Good, good thing you live in Florida. Well, I can suffer those fools. Homeless people, a okay. Is that it? We done. I think, so. I think that everybody. Uh, head over to I, iTunes, uh, which we have rebooted. Apparently, we are back on iTunes. Uh, we were only off iTunes because I'm lazy. Mm. And LibSign doesn't like to syndicate there. But go over to iTunes, uh, vote, give us one star. Uh, that would be excellent. We would love we would love one star for this excellent show. Uh, and if you think that we've done a, a better job than one star, you're a fucking idiot. This is John Seth chucking up the juice of the South. The Mass is going to go in peace. St. Catherine, pray for us.